Max, what's this what? gold locks on the side of your head? This is my hair. I, I think I think people are gonna say I'm wearing a wig or something. No. They just don't don't realize that this is my actual hair. I, I mean, you always got a hat on, and you got it always tied up. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, you going full hippie on us, boy. You going full hippie on us. Yeah, I kind of have it back to in admit. a ponytail. No, I don't do that. Uh, that's not. You get some braids. Let's get you some braids up there. We get you down here. Get you some braids. You look. You look that much. But I will say this, Max. It's good to be back with her. Um, I will report this. I spent some time in Florida. I safely report that I did not see any alligators. But really, I also nope, not one alligator. I went up into the mountains of North Georgia, which was absolutely beautiful, hoping that I might see a bear or a mountain lion. No, no, nothing. But you know what I did see? A man eating an iguana that came out and attacked me in, at Mills Point and made me run and almost pooped my pants. Yeah, sounds that about iguana was a, That iguana was aggressive. He scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I've, at least it's uh, kind of like that, I've heard. Hey. Luckily, no, no issue like that here in Finland. But yes. actually, it fucking snowed today. What? Yeah. Well, this is Finland. Hey, I kicked that tire and that iguana jumped out of there and I went, ah, and ran. <laughs> it scared me. It scared me. Anyway, yeah. um, you know what? We got a lot of catching up to do. There's been a lot of action in the RC world. I say we drop that intro and get talking as soon as I find it because you know what? We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, and it's all all RC related. I, I love how you're just spending time trying to find the intro. I know, <laughs> you know, I I probably need to not have the intro, uh, which I still can't find. By the way, this. Nitro is the glory, but e pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this grabbing. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you <laughs> arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 233 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And to my left, virtual left, is this dude with this long hair who I didn't know existed, the professor of everything, 
the arrogant one himself, the pisser off of nations himself, Maximus Mortimus. What's up, Max? How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm kind of excited for Silver State. You know, it's, it's I am too. It I is. Too. It is gonna be. Uh, it's been a while since like a big race like this, so I'm excited again. And also, like, it's almost summer. Even though I said before it snowed, but it has been quite good weather. So. I'm looking to go practice myself next ooh, week. Ooh, racing stuff. Yeah, practice, practice for you, practice for you. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, it's been a while since we've caught, we've been we chatted. I, I was in America for twelve days on the NNRC Southeast tour. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we did have a guest this week, but uh, I'm going to postpone that for the next week, uh, just because I think we have a lot to catch home up on over the last twelve days that I've been gone. Uh, we've had. A couple of races as well. We've had some incidents in RC that's happened. We've had some people starting crap on Facebook too. I wonder who that is. <laughs> oh, maybe it's me. Um, but uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. As you say, right now, as we go on, it's Thursday. We have. Uh, I was just looking at Silver State e buggy qualifying. Just finished pro e buggy. Spencer Rifkin topped that. Spencer's looking good. He's got the flow. He top seeded yesterday and is um is doing pretty well out there. We got uh, quite a lot. We got some Europeans going there. We have. Uh, one Australian, well, we have some Australians going there, but one of the Australians that I really want to see was Alex Bernardzak. And we got the Fullers looking really fast right now. So we're not going to obviously talk about Silver State too much. We're going to make our picks, talk about that. We're going to talk about the other races that have happened over the 12 days that I've been going and um, just catch up on a few things. But before I do that, I have to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world, to all the people that I met in my travels. Uh, these last couple of weeks, it's been awesome. Thank you for all the love that you showed us. And you, Max, and JQ, and the podcast in general. A lot of people like it. Not, like I said, not everybody likes you, and not everybody likes JQ. And probably some people don't like me, but they like the, the whole thing in general. And uh, the reception that we get is very good from people. So good job to you, Max, and everybody uh, that supports us. We greatly appreciate it. We, we, we Honestly, we can't do this without you. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, shout out to the patrons of the podcast. You guys will get early release of this podcast and all the YouTube members. Also, we cannot do this without sponsors, and they are InvisibleSpeed.net, HighTechRC, Sunpadal USA, Sidewinder, Fuel, Mayako, BeachRC, TechnoRC, ClinicRC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, and we have a new sponsor. That's right. They are the sponsor of the Hot Race Hot Laps themselves, Hot Race Sponsor, Hot Race Tires, Thank you to Nicola. Also, thank you to Robert who helped this come on. It's it's really cool. Like this is our biggest one of our biggest sponsors we've had in a long time. Come on, uh, they actually want, they actually suggested the hot laps segment as well. So which is really cool. And I told them, yeah, we're gonna do something like that. So we will have some hot laps, Max. So start thinking about that for over the next few minutes. I try not. We don't want to post the questions because these are supposed to be off the top of our heads. Uh, so thank you to all of them, as well as shout out to my boy Danny Paz at WRC, Connie Spencer at House of RC. Uh, shout out to David Ronovalk, who's enjoying the Caribbean, he's living his best life down there in Bakia at Phil's wedding. Man, I need to figure out how to get Phil to take me to Bakia so I can do a personal interview with him. That would be great. But congratulations to Phil and everybody on his marriage. Uh, good luck to Jared Tebow out there in Silver State. Shout out to Robert Badier, who's probably jet lagged right now because I did talk to him. He was on the plane. And uh, shout out to our good friend and now European, I can't remember, eight-time European champion, Alexander Hagberg. Also, I wanted to shout out to my to BJ Williams, who's been helping us out with the notes. Notes are great this weekend, BJ. Uh, BJ is an RC racer, 
a regular submitter to the Beach RC Beach Bench Racing Unit. His his geeking out over Silver State right now. Uh, let's hope you know he's going through some tough times. He's just had a knee surgery or is trying to get uh, surgery on his knee. Uh, so there's a GoFundMe for BJ as well, and that's on the, in the written description of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's we can't do this without the sponsors. We can't do this without you guys. If you guys want, there's links in the written description. They have coupon codes. Some of them have discounts. Some of them have affiliate links. Some of them have anything. But if you do buy the product, uh, just let them know that you heard about it on the NNRC. It really helps us out a lot. So yeah, I, I had I don't have any shout outs. I know I've missed people's birthdays. Happy birthday to everybody. That's the best way I can do it right now. It, it's been busy. I've been busy. I've, I'm, I'm working on very little sleep. I haven't even caught up from the weekend. It was 12 days of go, 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 go. I'm knackered. And the thing is, I don't have much time. I'm out of her again on Tuesday to Portugal. Can't wait. Was talking to uh, y'all, not y'all figure out about the, the gentleman putting in one. They got some big plans over there. Interna- International Buggy Challenge 2003. I'll be there next week. We'll have coverage up. Check it out. Watch some of the best races in Europe race. And uh, I can't wait to get there, man. I'm really excited about that. Uh, my first real big European race. It, we, okay, I went to the Worlds, but this is like a European race. Like, strictly yeah. European race. Uh, yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's different always. Like, um, it, when it's Afro, if Ma race, or then if it's a private, you know, organizer. Mm-hmm. It's a very so, different atmosphere, to be honest, especially in yeah. America, but in Europe too, definitely in Europe too. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm really I'm really happy to be going to that knock off Portugal, off one of the countries that I've wanted to go to uh, for a long time, eat some good Portuguese food, and uh, yeah, probably come back about ten fifteen pounds heavier. I don't need to be ten fifteen pounds heavier. I need to be ten fifteen pounds lighter. But hey, you know, men in Rome do as the Romans do. All right, Max. Um, I think. Like I said, when we were, we we have a guest. Uh, it's recorded, but it's not going to be this week. It's going to be in the following week or when I get back from IBC. But as you guys know, um, I went on a, a a small tour of of the southeast over the last twelve days. This kind of happened quickly as well. Uh, thank you to Lance McDonald who made this happen, and and Danny Paz who also made this happen. Let me live. Let me stay at his house. I'm sure his roommates don't like me because I probably snored too much, but um. It was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was two weekends full of RC, man, more than two weekends. So, uh, I just wanted people to know I went up there for the Florida RC championships, which are held at Mills Pond. That's Lance McDonald's, uh, series that he has in Florida, which is super popular. Like I did a walkabout with it. Ah, man, I have to say this, like Lance has something really good going on with that. And the people like, look. It, 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 the people like he he's he's done it for about two years now I think, and the people that come to these races know the rules. It's none of that. Oh, can you can you please go out and turn marshal? It's like you turn marshal or you. He said, "There's my rule. If you don't turn marshal, you're kicked out." That's it. No, but docking a lap or nothing. If you don't turn marshal, you're kicked out. I like that because as soon as people were done, they went out and turn marshal. Right? Uh, if you needed volunteer turn marshals for somebody that maybe couldn't do it. Uh, he would he would always like give them something. Hey, you, I'll give you a T-shirt if you go out there and marshal. So people are quick to go out and marshal and stuff like that. Uh, people loved it. People have look. People were setting up Thursday. This is a one day race. You can practice Friday, right? But you 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 can practice Sunday morning, Saturday morning. But people were there Thursday, and it had that. I got there Thursday, and I was like, wow, I think I'm at a big big race type of field because everything started. 
you know, people were coming in, but what it is, people look forward to these races and they like what Lance is doing and they, they go for the atmosphere. They're hanging out. They make it a three day race and it's supposed to be a one day race. And I'm telling you, like people are there and people are smiling. They're having fun. And man, they honestly shout out to all the Southeast to the Florida, like races, man, they showed me so much love. I mean, I know a lot of them. So, but I met new ones. And I saw like it, it was created, man. It was like this is my second time I mean at Mills Pond too. I might I would say, and I had a blast. I had an absolute blast. I got to see um some young talent that's coming up. I got to see some friends. Like I'm there hanging out with guys that I knew in Colombia. Like you know what I met in Colombia. Like Juan Jose Sarna's up, and let's put it this way: Mills Pond is like the mecca for Latino racing. If you're a Latino from South America and, and all that stuff, you go to Mills Pond. That's where you go because it's like you're going it's a hey, guy speaks Spanish. I remember I had to do an interview, right? With Carlos Sigi. And I'm like, you don't speak English real good. It's like, no, no. I said, all right, cool. I can do it in Spanish. So I'm I'm doing an interview in Spanish and all that stuff. So that's what Lance brought me up to do. He came, brought me up to do, to do interviews and I'll help Danny out with his with the stream, right? Well, Danny has all the stream under control. I just went out and did interviews and you know, ran around and hung out with people and talked to them and Whatever I could do, I try to help out. And Lance has a good crew, man. He has, he has, he had Patrick there to fill in for him, and he doesn't want to do his when his voice is going. He needs a break. He has people that come in and help him pack up. Oh, ooh, this is something he has too. So he has like VIP pits, right? They're sponsored by Techno, I believe. So Techno sent him tents. So he sets out for this. You pay it like twenty bucks more. You get a table, chair. You earn like a tent set up. You get snacks. Water, you know, have a refrigerator where you can get all that stuff. So you, all you have to do is show up and bring your cars. That stuff sells out like that. Yeah, I think you know, Lance is kind of um, like uh, it's weird because I haven't heard of many other you know clubs or series doing it like Lance does it in in you know his series. But that's kind of like he just like on his own created almost everything we've been talking about you yes. know like yes. on the on the atmosphere of what was like oh it's not gonna work it's gonna do that and that and that and then he has the most you know popular series in that region and he does like everything you know we've been talking about and then like stuff like that that you said i wouldn't even have thought of it but that's like a great idea you know because yes then you pay for what you want to get you know and i think that's also, like some people want that, and they can pay it, and they like to pay it. So yeah, of course. And then, yeah, I I just I kind of like um, I didn't know much of the series before, but now talking to you about it, and then following it a bit more this winter, seeing it's been sold out almost every round. I think every round sold out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I it think opens up Eastern, today as we're talking about this too. May the fourth yeah. be with you, by the way, Max. Oh yeah, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like basically it's I think it's kind of like the style of racing he does and like this series on its own. I think it's going to be, you know, a big thing, even bigger than it is now in the future. And you can only race two classes. Yeah, that's great. So it's and it's not he was upset that it went to like 1030. He's like, yeah. I'm just out of here by 10 because he wants a time. And let me tell you. He so, he, and he and the, and he puts a lot of emphasis on the coverage with Danny. 
You know, Dan is out there taking pictures so people can go find the pictures of their cars or pictures of them and they put it up in their race reports, professional pictures. And then Dan is out there doing the video and then he had me down there doing in the pits and all this stuff. Dude, Danny is one of the smartest people I've met. Now, JQ is one of the smartest people. He's the dumbest smart person I've met, right? (laughs) But Danny is very smart and not dumb. He's very common. He's got lots of common sense. He's super smart and he doesn't get frustrated. He figures out how to do things. I'm like, I would be, I would be good nuts. And he's just like, no, we fix for this and we work on this and we work on that. And he, and for what he does with one person is super impressive. Like I, I say to him, and he, here's the thing. He has a regular job. Yeah. Like he has, a, he does this full time and has a regular job. He's got a really good full, full his, his full time job is actually very interesting too. Um, I I don't know if he wants me to talk about that, but it's 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 like it's to do with aviation, but um, yeah, man. And then Lance isn't just it isn't like just show up and he's got his microphone. He brings uh he brings everything, everything. So I think what he's got is is really good. The people that were there, like the people. At, oh, and this is the other thing: people care about the points. Really, they care about the points. Because okay. people are like, oh, if I finish this way, I'll be in this. And I'm, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, yeah, this is everything I want on the pro side of RC, right here in Florida, in this little. Well, it's a decent sized community, but in this little community, how many, sure, how many people were there? I don't know, but it was probably a hundred people. That well, okay. if it's two hundred, it was two hundred and forty entries or whatever, so it's one hundred and twenty people. Yeah, yeah, because you can only run. I right. mean, it's probably more than 120 because some probably oh, because families well. come. Yeah, it's and you. Oh, here's the other thing, man. Walking around, just talking to people. Like I met so many people that just said, "Hey, man, thank you for what you do. You helped me get through this, or you helped us." Talking about the podcast, you helped us get through this time of my life, this part of my life. Or well, I didn't realize that RCs can be cool too. Thank you for what you do. So. Um, it was, I mean, shout out to all those people that came up and shook up, shook my hand, uh, got to see some nice, fast, young talent there in Florida on the eight scale side. It's been some time, obviously, like, I think the fastest in Florida right now is like between Julian and Trent, the super fast mm-hmm. right now. And, and, and Trent won pro. He, he actually won. Patrick Russell was there too. And he was fast, but Trent, Trent was able to beat him. Uh, Patrick has some issues. What but about, Trent was still better to um, beat him. What about, uh, wasn't there one other J-Concept driver who lives in Florida? I'm blanking on his name now. There were a few. Uh, there were a few, but they're all, they're all not racing no more. Like, okay. I'm thinking of, like, Justin Fails, AJ Marasco, um, Jackson Bronson, yeah. Lee Satzer. All them guys used to race yeah, in Lisa. Florida, but none of them. Well, Lee lives up in, in Virginia now. He races up there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so, one thing, actually, I wanted to bring up was I, I think people kind of overlook like we get a lot of questions of oh what's going to happen to like american young talent and stuff like that and i think people kind of overlook the importance of series like this you know very good regional series that have you know consistent high level racing and uh, you know at different tracks too like mm-hmm. i bet in the next 5 years uh, as long as lance keeps doing this series There'd definitely be a few really, really talented young drivers out of Florida. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to name series. some. I'm about to name yeah. some that you need to look out for. Miller Freud. I, I also met him, I think, at uh, Carpet Nats. He's looking really fast. 
Uh, there's a young kid named Nico Parra. He's from East Colombia, but lives there. And there's another young Puerto Rican kid named Gabriel Santiago who was really fast. That really caught my eye on there. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Going through these races, like this race, and then to the North Georgia shootout, I really got to see young talent that you don't really see get spotlighted because we'll always focus on the pros at these races. So they had a little chance to to show themselves off. And that's what I, I would almost say. This is like a talent scout trip. Like I got to see talent that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, but it's. I don't think it's only that because big races are very different, you know, especially mm-hmm. like something like PMB. If you're like a 12-year-old kid and you have a qualifier at like 11 p.m., you're not going to do as well, you know, like, and also like DNC, you race maybe once every six hours mm-hmm. at best. So like for kids, that's a lot more difficult, you know, in general, kids need more time on the track because they don't have the experience or how to, you know, they don't have the thought process of, oh, there's the bump. I need to do this because they, they use their like feelings and instinct and talent before, you know, they get older and they have like more brain capacity to do all those things. So having these series where you actually get some practice, you know your schedule, you don't go too late. Like this actually gives much more benefits to the kids and they get like positive reinforcement as well because exactly. they can show what they can do. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I think, I think that's also one thing people overlook a lot. Like it's not, it's not um, any sort of surprise that as soon as, you know, a few kids out of California start to do well, like as soon as Cameron Lime is doing well racing JBRL, and then, like, Walker Spinrad's doing better. Like, all of these drivers out of California, uh, like, who race in the California area, are starting to do better when, like, they all get a little better. Same with, like, the Fullers. They race around, like, I believe they race uh, Middle pretty East, close to Middle Van Dalen. And I think Tebow Midwest. goes around there Sorry. to race uh, sometime. So, like, they have an area where there's at least a few fast drivers, and then they pick up the game. But some areas where they don't have, like someone like Ogden, he's really good. But to be honest, he he's never really had that much, you know, close competition in his area. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one big thing why, you know, he probably, you know, didn't live up to the, or hasn't live up to the, you know, the talent he, in my opinion, could have, you know. So he I was think good this weekend. He was good last weekend at, at North Georgia. Oh, Shuna. for sure. And he I think, I think, yeah. But I think in general, just because oh, no, this is a saying. topic we discuss a lot. You know, we discuss mm-hmm. how we get you know better young American talent. This is hundred percent the way to do it. Hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. That, that that's like that's this like the core thing why there's so many talented young Italians. They have a really high level Italian national series. Same in Spain. Same in mm-hmm. the UK. It, it's that's like the key component. Like you have a lot of you have high quality racing. You have a point close to you. You have a very good point. I now even looked at it, the serious side of things, making it better. Yeah, and you have a very good point. And I'm not saying that there aren't any other good series races around America. I'm just saying this is the one I got to go to yeah. and experience. Oh, and and I think what Lance is doing is and he's super experienced in what he's doing. And when I say he brings everything, he brings everything. When we went to the North Georgia shootout. He bought everything, even his own speakers, TVs, stands, yeah. everything. It's not just showing up with a microphone. He, he's bringing a whole production. You know, mm-hmm. he's bringing a whole production to this race. 
So yeah. how much by the way, how much is the entry fee for class one class? Thirty five. But it's uh, thirty or thirty five, I think. But it's up and yeah. back to to forty. And okay, so think of this. Like just um you go to a big event. Generally these days the entry fee for two classes is like two thirty, something like that. It's over a hundred dollars. Let's say it's a hundred dollars entry. Okay, yeah. So you're paying two hundred and you get three qualities, um, maybe a few, like maybe 10, 10 to 15 minutes of practice, you get three qualities, or worst case scenario, two qualities, and then a 10-minute main. Versus, and you stay there for three days, by the way, so you have to pay for hotels and all that. And yeah, there's good atmosphere. But then again, you pay, even if it's 50 bucks, so you pay 100 bucks for two classes, and you get exactly the same amount of you know track time, you have still good atmosphere. You have perfect schedule. You don't have to stay late at the track. Like, what is more worth for your money? And I'm not and saying believe- that you shouldn't go to big races, but I think people like should see the value smaller races offer. And I think like long term, it's better if you have good regional series than a few big races. I agree. I agree. Um, also, uh, I believe. If I'm not correct, I believe all A finals were 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think they had double, if I'm not correct, I could be wrong, but I think they might have had double mains for for electric. But the, the the most important thing is that people, when I walked around, you could go see, you talk to people and they just say, hey man, eight-scale racing is booming for a reason in Florida. And that's because of Lance and what he's doing here. And obviously and people love what Dan is doing as well. So that was excellent. We, we, so we finished up late Saturday night, packed up. Danny doesn't live too far from it, but we were getting up at 4 o'clock to go make the three-hour – I think we got up at 5 to make the three-hour trip to the Carpet Nationals because uh, Clayton had asked us to come up. Danny wanted to take some pictures. He had to do a few, few things, and I was going to go up there and just do the after. I just wanted to go watch the races, right, um, and whatnot. So we woke up early. But before I go into the Carpet Nationals, I just want to say thank you to everybody that I met at – the Florida RC championships and that showed us some love. I hope to be back. Uh, I think what Lance has going on is absolutely uh, great. I think he, uh, he, he also, he also is about the racers. So, and everybody gets paid by the way. So everybody gets paid. The track gets paid. The people that work for Lance gets paid. Everybody goes home happy that way. People also get prizes. They had a good race. They ha- he has a banquet at the end of this where he gave away. That's what we, man. He gave away so much stuff. Like he 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 really does do this for the people. And I and he and that's as far as concerned. I want to say this. We did have uh, Mister. So we had this guy, Mister. Steve. He was an older gentleman. And oh, that's the other thing. I met a lot lot of new people that are just getting into RC at this series. Yeah, I met a lot true. of people at this series and at the race in in Georgia. Just get into RC. So it's a group of people. It was uh, Gene, his wife, Amber, uh, this lady, uh, a, a lady that's almost 50 that just discovered RC. Oh, I forget her name. She was on the, but she's Toko Loco is her YouTube. I, I know. I, I should remember her name because I talk to her so much, but I'm so bad with names. The, doing RC on her own, dude. Nitro and e-buggy. And they all, and her, and then it's another older gentleman, Mr. Steve, who's very old order who just started they all travel together to these races like they all race in the same area and they all go to these races and poor mr steve had, the ambulance had to come pick him up on sunday he was saturday he wasn't feeling too well 
but he's, I can say that he's doing a lot better from what I was told. But the community, like just everybody enjoying each other and coming together as an RC community is what I really enjoyed. And um, shout out to all the Mills Pong guys because that track was underwater the week before we got there because they had all that rain and flooding there. And then guys got it in order. Uh, it did get rough. It did get rough. But I liked it like that. And shout out. And I met like a lot of those guys that I didn't know before and a lot of guys I knew before. Shout out to them, man. Shout, shout out to Jonathan Hernandez, who I found out was an expert boat racer. And you know that. You know. And he, he actually like, yeah, I saw you with that Rico Hall. I used to race for Rico. Like, you know, I started geeking out on boats with him. Um, but I just generally had a general had a very good time. I think between Friday and Saturday, I just walked around and talked to everybody. It wasn't, it was insane. I, I loved it. And I had such a great time. And I want to say thank you to Lance for bringing me there. And thank you to everybody that paid a raffle ticket or bought a raffle ticket to help me get there. Waffle ticket, whatever we say. It was a great, if you have on fence, you should check it out. Go if you have in Florida, sign up and go check it out. You won't regret it. And I'll be honest, man, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go out of, out of that area as well and go to different regions. And I'll be honest with you, man. If I see things going like this, I can see this. I know this is a big dream, but I can see this being a nationwide type of thing. And then we can actually have our actual ranking system. Like, you know, but that's big dreams. But right now what it's got going is super good. I enjoyed it. And um, it was grassroots racing at its best. That's the best way I can explain it. People having fun, grassroots young talent out there and like it was what it was like some of these guys that listen to the podcast right so they're like oh he like you know i'll find out who they are and i'll go say hey man you know that's good and like you know just i want to know who they are because one thing that interests me is young talent because we need more of that in rc so i encourage that and um i encourage those guys to keep on racing because we need you we need you so the sunday carpet nets i think we need to play a commercial before we talk about carpet nets so as you guys know, I am off to Portugal next weekend for the International Buggy Challenge. We'll be doing, I'll be doing my coverage on the NNRC as well as working with the stream. I want to thank y'all Figueredo and everybody, y'all Soros, everybody involved in this race for getting me out here. I hope you guys follow this next week as we watch some of the best in Europe race. Duras for getting me there. Can't wait. I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to be in Portugal. Hope you guys follow that. All right. Carpet Nationals. Woo! So I got up there just in time for all the drama. I was so excited. <laughs> so I got to Carpet Nats. You know, obviously I've been to Beachline before for Carpet Championships last year. This is a raw event. So we walk in and it's like, oh, excuse me. It's like people are like, you know, excited to see us. If you walk in, I think just as short course is racing and I'm watching a father and son battle each other in short course. <laughs> like the Shermans. And he told Mr. Sherman, just messaged me like a couple of days. He says, FD, I'm down here in Dominican Republic. Where are you? I said, I'm still in America. You know, he's just down here for a day for the cruise. This is an older gentleman, right? Him and his son, Tom, and I, camera, uh, I just call him Team Sherman, right? They race together 
And so they were battling each other in short course. And then the old man won. And I got there just in time. I was interviewing. He is so excited. And he goes, yeah, my son's got the national title on dirt. But I don't got the national title on carpet now. And that was so <laughs> cool to see. Um, and they won it. And then, you know, I got there just in time. The, the stock. The, so as soon as I get there, I heard a rumor right off the bat. So, like, I heard that they're going to protest Danny Chavez. Right? I heard this as soon as I get to the race. Oh, you heard, did you hear? I was like, what? They're going to protest Danny Chavez for his motor and for Swanson because he was fast. He won. By the way, congratulations, Danny Chavez. He won two-wheel drive stock and mod in A1 and A2. Ooh. So anyway, he goes out there. He wins A1, right? Dominates. Kills everybody in A1. Does the same thing, I think, in A2. Maybe a little bit challenging. And four-wheel drive was a little different. He had some competition. He was really good. He drives Schumacher. Just switched over Schumacher. This is his home track. He's going to be fast, right? He's, you know, he's going to be fast. So four-wheel drive A2 was a bit more of a challenge. This kid, Nate Sutherland, was challenging TLR driver because these are the people that are going to – TLR is supposedly the people that's going to protest, right? Oh, my gosh. So they have an epic battle. Chavez wins. You heard the TLR team is not – TLR camp is not happy about this. They're calling him a cheater. They're doing this stuff. So – it's Jeff Stacks, who's a TLR guy, right? I think they're the ones who filed the, I don't know, but I think the, you know, somebody had to file a protest. One person had to file. So as Chavez is coming out to do his interview with me, Chavez's camp and Stacks's camp and the TLR camp start bickering. And I'm just like, woo! I love pink pinion stock racing. It has all the drama that I want in RC. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> I was like, this has made my, this made the whole trip worthwhile. Just coming up right now. I'm only joking. But yeah, they, they did protest his, his motor. They did protest, I think, saucing of tires, but they didn't find anything. And he, he's, he's the two wheel driver, four wheel drive champion. Fan, fan. And then, like, I wasn't even too worried about mod after that. <laughs> I was just like, this is so awesome. But Rifkin won two wheel drive. Uh, he is pretty, he is just fast. And then him and Fenn had a really good battle in truck where they even touched and all that stuff. And I thought that was cool. And then Fenn was just dominant in four wheel drive. And, um, yeah, I guess him and Rifkin split that. Rifkin goes home to two wheel drive champion, you know, and Fenn goes home to four wheel drive and, and truck champion. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, Clayton was up there and he was doing the interviews. And he, as soon as he saw me, he's like, do you want to do interviews? I said, like, yeah, I'll do them. He's like, good. Cause this isn't my forte. So I went up there and as I said, look, we're not going to stay all day because we had to, it's a three hour drive. Nanny went up there and took pictures and yeah, we kind of just walked in, said hello to everybody, did our thing. And then we was like, Hey, we got to go. It's a long drive. We was tired too. So we, we went back home and yeah, we got to see carpet nets too. Cause that was the thing. Like get these races, like go up to carpet nets, see that we took two days off. And then Wednesday was the trip to North Georgia. Which I didn't realize was going to take thirteen freaking hours. What? Yes. 13? How is that possible, dude? dude from this North is like, Carolina, right? We were so we were closer. No, from from Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Like, oh, okay. We okay. was far away. Danny lives in Fort Lauderdale, so we had to drive from there to Lance's, which is in Lake City, because we was going to have Lance in the in his truck because he's towing the camper. So that's five hours right there. So we drove up. And then Lance, we learned, like packed the camper, loaded all that stuff, loaded. Patrick Rossiter came. He bought about five OGO bags full of stuff because he was racing. Packed all that stuff. And I mean, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, Danny has a lot of stuff. 
And then Lance has all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. Like his bed of his trucks full, the campus full of stuff. And then we made the trip up to North Georgia. And I must say, that was fun. I like, I, I really like working and traveling with Lance and these guys it was fun. We got up there probably around, mm, around 10 Friday. No, Wednesday night. Um, they were still building the track. Uh, so this race is put on by Mark Moon, Brian Burnett. It's in the Raybon Arena. It's their second race of this. They did one last year called the Peach State. It's an open arena, but it's literally on a mountain. It's on a mountain. Like you're up on a mountain and you can see the other mountains. It's it's absolutely beautiful up there. It is beautiful. Some of you didn't see the pictures that I posted. Uh, so we got there. It was rainy. It was like, oh, it's supposed to rain the entire weekend, right? Uh, so we got there. It was not the best day. I was actually sick. So Thursday, I actually, I don't know. I'm still not 100%. Thursday, I kind of felt better, and I was out and about. And that's, you know, people are coming. And I ended up sleeping for about five hours in the, in the camp because I was just not feeling well. Um, I stayed with uh, Trent, Jake, and Andy Kirk, Jake Lasker. So I want to say thank you to those guys because the camper was full. And they, we, they rented a little Airbnb um, cabin just up the mountain a little bit. Beautiful beautiful like a little cabin with a loft thank god i i would have never been able to get up in that loft because this it was wasn't fat so i had to sleep on an air mattress and that was fun i actually fell out of the air mattress one night how how did you do that i i filled it up right i filled it up and then i didn't turn the thing all the way so it was leaking a little bit of air but i didn't know this so like halfway through the night, it's going on or just on a little bit. And I went up to go use the bathroom and I went to turn and it just went whoop, right from underneath me. And I, went, and I just, this is like four in the morning. And I'm just like, wow. you know, and then everybody goes, we heard when you fell out, we thought somebody attacked the, like hit the door, hit the wall, or hit, hit knocked the door. <laughs> so I would just say like air mattress and me, we're not really, well, I don't know. Like we're not really got a good relationship going on here. Um, even though it was a nice air mattress, but I got to stay with them. It was up in the woods. It was beautiful. I didn't see any bears, unfortunately, but it was a good time with them. So this race here was, it's, it's more of a laid back feeling. And this race had, I would say it's more of a regional big race. It had people from around America there from different parts, but it's not on the, I would say it's not in the prestige level of say a, a PMB or anything like that. It's more like a regional race, regional big race, but it had a good. So this is what I liked. The practice schedule was in blocks. Lance put it in blocks. How you mean like, um, uh, open so, practice, but in blocks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's so, exactly what I've been saying. A race time. I thought you had said that. So he tried yeah. it out this time. He, but he did, he did blocks and then he did open practice in the end. So you did blocks. Where you, so if you ran sportsman, you ran up, you ran from this time to this time. Right. Yeah. So the lines were less. You was racing with light, you know, you know, racing with people. You had two hours. Let's say you had two hours. I can't remember the exact time. Mm-hmm. Sportsman had two hours. You can run whatever you want in that two hours, but you still had to come down to Marshall, go up, come down to Marshall, and it kept the lines on. And it did that for intermediate and pro. And then after that, they left it open to like 10 a.m. And people pretty much said we prefer it in blocks. Oh, pretty 100%. Much. Everybody of said they think, prefer and, it in blocks. Yeah, and you can also block it even tighter. So you can say, you know, 
you can do it sort of two block two hours is for sportsmen and then you kind of do like okay so the first uh like if let's say there's uh 30 people in sportsman trucky you do mm -hmm. like uh 15 minutes uh for sportsman trucky then you do 15 for sportsman buggy 15 for each truggy and 15 for buggy and then you rotate that each hour so then you, you you can get like if you run all four classes then basically you're just running the whole time but if you run uh just uh one class you get you know okay i ran at an even hour and then i ran at the next even hour and especially at race like pmb you can like easily do that or well like i think big, we're gonna see event. this i think we're gonna see this was the first time they tried it that lance tried it very happy with it uh the people that the people the racers were happy with it so i think we're gonna see something like this at pmb or the yeah. future race time events but maybe full blocks like the whole week the whole practice in blocks no open yeah. practice and i think i think it went i think it went smooth i think it was good and yeah, two. If I could do two thumbs up, I do. I'll give you two. One, two. Um, so <laughs> you like that in it? Uh, that was good. And then I think Saturday was qualifying. So Saturday was the longest day. I think we went to just under nine, maybe just over nine, which is good. Um, this race had all the all the same class. It had a fifteen and under class, which I liked. So uh, they ran whatever, and it was it was full. It wasn't like it was six. It was like three or four fifty. It was full, a full heat. Like you know, they had four by four short course, two heats of four by four short course, which was amazing. I haven't seen this in a long time. The track was very nice. Mister Barnett put in a very nice layout. Lots of very hippie jumps, like where you have to turn in the air and all that stuff. Um, it did get blown out a little bit in certain areas, but that's to be expected. The area where it's at is decent. You kind of have to. So the area around the track isn't as big. So you have limited, and it, it rained and it was muddy in areas, but usually people would, on either end of the track, would set up pits and all that stuff. It also has a top part where you where they have camper hookups and they have like they have like animal stalls where people pit it, but that's like up a hill and you gotta go up and down. Uh, the top drivers that were there were Cole Ogden and Aiden Horn. He made the trip, and I would say oh, Little Bump was there as well. So they had three decent talents, and then. Lots of talent from the southeast area and that area that came. One in particular that really caught my eye was Jonah Wilson. Uh, heard this name quite a lot, but actually got to watch this young 16 years old. And I will tell you, this kid is fast. He is fast. And I think he needs to be getting out to like some of these West Coast races as soon as possible. He was fast. Very fast. Uh, so that was cool. Cole was fast. Cole, you know, this, these type of races for Cole is kind of chill out. And just, you know, do, here's the James Hunt of RC, man. Come, party, have a good time, and race. So he, yeah. he did well. Um, who else? Oh, 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 oh. I have something to talk about because we have to talk about the Traxxas thing, but we'll talk about that later. Because <laughs> Trent ran a Creighton in E-Troggy and was competitive as fuck. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, uh, I've been trying to, because I work quite as Closely with Hobby Factory, um, mm -hmm. a Finnish hobby shop who is the distributor for Arma vehicles. So I've been trying to because I'm like I don't know if people know this, but I'm kind of organizing the national series as well as uh, 
a club race series in Finland. So I've been trying to work a way to market uh, the Typhon uh, mm-hmm. to race in the in the Open uh, Finnish Open series is what I'm gonna call it for club racing. So basically, you'd buy um, a semi basher vehicle and then race it uh, in the in the club racing series. So this is sort of a bridge to get people into racing. And the thing is, the Sixes Typhoon, the parts they use is from the DNX8, which Lutz mm. made the world's final, even like was really fast at one point with it. Uh, I think he finished in a podium at Rornats or at least the fourth or fifth, something like that. So basically the car is really good and, um, and the quality is good. So I, I feel like uh, Traxxas doesn't really have similar products, but Arma really has good ones for racing. And I've, I've been trying to find a way to incorporate that into the car. We'll talk about the Traxxas thing in a bit, right? Because I want to talk yeah. about that. But he raced the Creighton, the Truggy. Yeah, he came, I think he, I think he podiumed as well. He, he got fifth. Yeah. But I, the thing is, I, t- I said I knew when your truck was coming back. I heard it was sound like Santa sleigh. It was like because it was ringing. Yeah, I don't think he had stock electronics in it. But I will say this: there were two guys racing in the sportsman class that were racing crate uh the typhoons. Yeah, and that's a like the only not optimal thing is the servo. The electronics are good enough. The servo is like the only not good one. Otherwise, that thing is solid. I I've seen people drive it, and I even I even drove a few of them before. Okay. So, so they are also solid. so also at this race. Uh, another thing I noticed, like I said in Mills, lots of this race was a lot of people's first big race, and a lot of people that I talked to had just gotten into RC about a year ago. Very good to see, excellent to see. It was hopeful. I'll never forget. I saw this guy and he's wearing a captain's hat. It's a bronze skin guy. And I'm like, look at this guy. You know how you just look at this wearing a captain's hat, just riding around on a four wheel. I'm saying, this guy's Dominican. Like in my brain, I'm saying, this guy's got to be Dominican. Because he's like, I know how Dominicans love the four wheels. He's got a captain's hat. Only a Dominican's going to pull that off, right? So he, he was there. And so I'm like, I asked one guy, so what's up with this guy's captain's hat? And he's like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's got, you know, it's got, a, you know, not as always, always worse. So I just started talking to the guy, sure as shit. Yeah, man, my my dad's from Higue, and I'm like, Psh. I knew he was Dominican. Anyway, we we became friends. Um, but yes, man, just lots of new people, lots yeah. and lots and lots of new people. Uh, a man was there, so I don't know if I told you this, but after PNB, before I went to we just so we just Mike and I were going to the airport, and he goes, hey, you know what, we should go on a tour of A man. You know, and I said, okay. So what I've noticed is that A Main's been in a lot more races. They were at they were at, they were at DNC, and then the guy Troy, who does like the social media, he was at PNB. So we got to talking. He's like, yeah, you know. And then he introduced himself, you know, because I didn't know who he was. I didn't meet him at DNC, and we got to talking. You know, just talking, and he, and he says, look, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And I said, all right, cool. So I said, look, like I would like to go on a like I'm her. I might as well go see. Some, I wanted to see what the new A Main thing looked like, right? So I, I, he hooked it up to me for me to go. He lives in Vegas. He doesn't live in North Carolina. So he hooked it up with this guy, Drew, uh, to go. Drew races his name. He's all about e-trugging. Uh, nice guy. So he met, he met us there, and they took us on a tour. That place is huge, 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 huge. So him 
and this guy Frank, who used to, is like a like a professional helicopter pilot. These guys are all discovered like off road racing, new. Yeah. Right. So the other like with the A main tents and all that stuff. Oh man, I felt so bad for the guy Frank. Like his e his battery died and e truggy and his main. I thought he was gonna. I thought he lost his soul. Like you know what I mean? He was so upset. But it's good. Like these are these guys are all new to racing. They're all new. They've been racing around the, the Carolinas, and they, this is like the first decent size race. I remember shouting on to Drew. I said, "Drew, you ain't seen real speed yet. You ain't gonna see it because this, I, you know, when I talk about real speed, I'm talking about like man, Mayfield and Fan, all that guys get together, and um, just just cool guys. We got to talk to them. Uh, met this guy Mike Tudor, super cool dude. Just like man, the people were nice, like really nice. Mark Moon and them guys, they gave away a lot of stuff." It was a nice little race. It wasn't too big. It was comfortable. Um, people seem to enjoy it. Yes, it has some bugs, like any any race that need to be fixed. But I think everything went smooth. It was in a beautiful like it did. I must admit, it did get really cold on Sunday. It was weird. The sun was out and the wind was blowing. It was it was like DNC weather. That's what I would say. It's like California weather. It's in a beautiful location. It's it is a little town. So things close early, so you got to kind of go eat early and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I had a great time up there. Did a lot, Oh, man. Once again, working with the, I was doing a lot of the moving cameras. So sorry, everybody. It probably wasn't the best camera work. Uh, but I was actually moving the camera across my body like this because Danny had it set up. Like I said, Danny, in the future, when you set up the cameras, remember, I don't have a left arm. So everything has to be on the right. So I'm, like, touching the thing here, doing this. So I spent all Saturday just doing moving camera because he was so busy, right? He was busy taking pictures, then he had to edit, and then he had to do other stuff. And then Sunday, I spent most of the day doing that and interviews. Oh, man, I was so busy. Oof. I, I think my, when I, dude, when I left, when I got home Monday night, so we, we left on the Monday morning, right? We got home like 10 o'clock Monday night. Dude, I was so tired. I'm so tired still. My knees are, man, I went up and down that bloody ramp so many. T- I mean, I need the exercise, right? But Jesus, that was a lot of work, man. Uh, and it was a lot of work, man. It was, hey, doing that stuff, doing that, bringing all that equipment there, doing all that stuff, setting up like what well, Lance and Danny do, that is a lot of work. A lot of work. But uh, kudos to everybody. It was it was a pleasure to go there. I enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody in the Southeast that shared the podcast on love, shared me some love. Uh, if you didn't get stickers, I'm sorry. I tried to give everybody stickers. I'll catch you in the next month. And Man, I, I can't reiterate how good I think that the FRCC is. And yeah, I just like just racing in general in the Southeast is very healthy, very healthy. Lots of good talent coming and that, lots of talent. Lots of talent on the way. Very good to see. I'm probably missing some. Oh, Cody was there. Cody and Mitch came. Cody looked pretty decent too. He, 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 he just needs to race more like consistently. Maybe this will help him race more. He looked a lot more relaxed and like he was happy to be there. You know, Curtis very quiet, but he was there and I was teasing him. I was like, look, every morning, because you ain't been racing, you owe me a venti cappuccino, four sugars. Okay? Starbucks. And he just laughed. So it was good to see that. Good to catch up with Trent. Trent looked good too. My name was Trent's, Trent's um, nitro buggy look spectacular at this race. It's weird. Yeah. At the Florida race, of course, I'm going to talk about the, at the at the Florida race. His nitro buggy wasn't as good. His e buggy was great, but at this race, his e buggy wasn't that good. But his nitro buggy looked great, and um, yeah, Cole looked good too. Like, oh, so that was the battle. 
Aiden had a good weekend. So him and Cole were battling in the A-man. It's a 45-minute A-man, right? By the way, everybody got double A-man. No, I'm lying. I think it was double A-mans and triple A-mans for electric. I could be wrong. So if you're using the, I don't know. Anyway, people got plenty of runtime. Coronado had an epic battle in in Nitro Buggy, like to the last corner, to the last corner Mm -hmm. coming over the loop. Yeah, so what happened, like Cole got out to a good lead and made a mistake and the monster didn't see him, so that allowed Aiden to catch up. And then Aiden and him just went back and forth for like the last 15 minutes of the race. And Aiden was saying, he kept making all these mistakes because his car kept catching in his rocks and flipping. And dude, they came on to the last corner and Cole was on the inside and Aiden went wide and tried to, you know, just like gun it and end up going up and hitting somebody in pit lane by mistake. And Cole, like, Cole had to fight for that right for that man. Like, you know what I mean? Aiden was coming. So he was, you know, Aiden, Aiden had a good weekend. He won E-Buggy, E-Truggy, Pro-Truggy, and second in Nitro-Buggy. Mind you, there wasn't any other, no real competition. Fee had a bad luck. He had mechanicals in his mains. But that kid, Jonah Wilson, he good. He is fast. He he impressed me. Um, yeah, and now I'm home. Like, I got home at 4 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. I'm tired. I haven't even had a good night's sleep yet. I know this is Thursday. And, yeah, that was my adventures in the Southeast at these two races. I want to thank you, everybody that I met. Shout out to Mark Moon, Mr. Burnett, and everybody for their hard work putting on the North Georgia shootout. I wish them all the luck in their next race. And I wish everybody all the luck in the next Florida RC championships. Thank you for all the support that you showed the NNRC. We greatly appreciate it. And it really was good to see a bunch of new racers or newly racers that just found RC over the last year. Super good to see. Super good to see. So a bunch of guys too that I always see on on, on Facebook, like D Nice and all these guys, Quinn Nian. It was good to see. It was good to just meet all these people, man, and have a really good time and be a part of the production for that. And I am tired. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. All right, Max. Um, you were pretty that... much living like RC life for the past two weeks, like only RC and nothing else. Pretty much. And I'm a little bit sick and I'm still sick. So I'm trying to get a little bit. I'm trying to get ready for Portugal. So yeah. I can't be sick. All right, Max. Let's go pay some bills and let's come back. We have some more things to talk about. We have, um, we do have some other races to talk about. We do have the current Silver State race going on at the moment. And that's about it. Like I said, this is just a catch up for us. So with that said, let's pay some bills because we are sponsored by InvisibleSpeed.net. And this is not a new intro. This is not a new commercial. This is the same old commercial. No. The 20% off does not come for this. But if you want to find out more, we have links in the written description for the InvisibleSpeed.net course. Thank you to Invisible Speed for all the support. Also, High Tech RC. 
Well, Max, we might as well make that announcement now. Yeah. Um, as some of you may notice, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a high-tech hat on. And uh, that means um, um, I made an announcement earlier on the week of um, thanking my previous service sponsor. But this year, I'll be going with high-tech. Um, actually, I just received my servers in the mail um last Which week did say, you get? um let me see it's nine six one and uh, seven seven eight so okay. i've been using actually a low profile servo for the throttle and brake and um uh, mike walker who kind of got me in talks with high tech he, he's been testing that as well and yeah I, i've been uh i've been pretty uh, eager to join it, it actually we talked about joining already um before but uh, i still had a contract um and now finally i get to join high tech so it's uh, really nice and i'd like to thank uh, mike mayberry as well uh, he's nice been man. really cool and yeah it's really nice to get to work with them and pretty oh, much yeah. everyone who runs them says they are like <laughs> the most uh, most durable and like highest quality servos ever and i think like they do a lot of testing on their own and they really like what i've what i've heard and what i talked about them i think they they go much more in depth than almost any other brand i i've known uh, about the quality of the servos and um okay. yeah i'm i'm really pumped to be a part of high tech and yeah now david also uh run about running high tech i think it's it's good to have, you know, more representation in Europe as well. I mean, they didn't really even have a proper European distributor before now. I think David, David and I are running and, yeah, definitely trying to spread the word in Europe as oh, well. Yeah. High tech they, is they definitely are, pushing in the race yeah. world. Definitely. Yeah, and, definitely. And I, that's something that, you know, what I got excited about because they, they have the products, they have, in my opinion, the brand and, and they have the quality, so all they need to do is make themselves known, you know. Yep, yep, I agree. Shout out to Mike Walker and Mike Mayberry for all their help. Very good people. If you guys want to know anything about or get any information about high tech, just hit up any in the USA. Just hit up Mike Walker. He he he'll get you straight. And um, yeah, I, I am super happy with high tech and all that they've done for the podcast. So thank you to High Tech RC for all of their help. All right, um, let's go through some news here. We talked about the Florida RC Championships. King of Streets 3 happened this past weekend. Uh, well, not yeah. this past weekend, but two weekends ago. Uh, $21,600 won by Travis Bernard. I didn't follow this. I'm hearing this might be the last King of the Streets, though. Really? Why is that? I don't know. I know, uh, shout out to my boy Tyler Zavado. He was having some, he's having, uh, he's actually... He actually had to do this out of a wheelchair this year because he's he had some problems with his back, so he's waiting to get a surgery for that. But he still pulled it off. Uh, it seems like it was a great event. I don't. I, I hope it doesn't go anywhere because this is the original, original King of the Streets and big money race. I hope it doesn't. But it's it's. I'm hearing rumors that it might not happen again, which is unfortunate because this was the first race that happened. But it's looking good. It was held at the M Resort Spa and Casino in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, obviously it had over 200 entrants because the pot was 20, you know, you got you, people get the pot and I don't even know how many races Travis Bernard won, but he went home at $21,600. I think that's a good weekend. 
of our side. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a solid weekend to be honest. I would say. <laughs> uh, we had the NXC Grand Prix warm up, which was in uh, I'm not Hellerod RC in Fredericksburg, Denmark. Hampus won this. Hampus TQ won yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, Hampus was doing really well. I talked to David about it. He had uh, some issues in the main. He broke. Uh, I think his uh, brake is not link up. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he broke, broke a brake link some, somehow. And uh, but yeah, Hampus was pretty fast all through the weekend. And uh, yep. yeah, I think yeah, Hampus won. David second and Elias Johansson was third. Yes, I think this is gonna this race. This is the warm up race. So the yeah. actual race is gonna happen in I think in June. I actually think it's going to be yeah. a lot of talent from around Europe go into this. So. Oh, 100%. The Killich brothers are going, yes. I believe, and then obviously David and and uh, uh, Hampus. Um, and um, yeah, lots of there's lots of Swedish young talent as well. Like Elias Johansson is fast, and there's uh, this really young Mayako driver, Niels Gustafsson, yes, as well. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, I be, I believe some other German drivers are going as well, but Killich brother at, at the very least. And so it's gonna be. This is one of those only like North European, you know, international races at the moment. Okay, uh, we had the Philippine Masters this past weekend. I I did not get to watch any of the coverage because I'm busy and I haven't watched it. But I got home. But we do have the start of the Amy and her uh, Scotty went over there. This is part of also the Asian Buggy Championship. This, this is the first of the. A series that they have in the next race is at the Pine Hills Dirt in Australia. Zach Ryan, Ben Panic, Aaron Dexter, Jack Par- Jack Parsi was fast on her too, but had servo issues. Yeah, Robert was super fast. He had servo issues too. Uh, but yeah, Bobby, the- yeah, Bobby Badier T could practice yes. in front of Ongaro. He was he was uh, looking really good, but yeah, he and then like even in qualifying, he was I believe he was. Uh, like fighting for the win in each one, but then got taken up by traffic in the first two, and then Omar yeah, but he had a servo issue, and you could see. I think yeah, yeah, it's he. I, I asked Joseph because Joseph was there, and he said it was glitching, and then he just was glitching until he couldn't finish the one. That was actually the issue for Jack too. He was super fast yeah. and had servo issues. He actually won the fourteen the under the junior championship. So congratulations, Jack yeah. Parsi. It's good to see the thylacine doing well, even though he doesn't run Mayako no more. But still to see, man, I'll tell you one thing. Like, the Dexters always seem to perform on the international stage. Yeah, it's weird because, like, uh, Jack, for example, I, I think he's been stronger than Aaron in Australia mm-hmm. and, and in, in the New Zealand races. But then here, uh, like, Aaron showed really good pace. So maybe it's just more experience or I don't know. But Aaron's Maybe it's all the beer that the thylacine drinks. Yeah, it, it might be that. But I remember at RCGP, he did really well there yes. too, like in 2019. Yeah, that's where Robert had the issues. Dude, yeah. look at this track. Wow, it is really nice. Yeah. I mean, you've. It's, this track is like, it's weird because when you go out on it the first time, it's like really, really difficult. But as soon as you have like a few sessions of practice on it, then it's actually like quite easy. But it's really hard to go fast, you know. You you try to make it as fast as possible, but it's Ooh. like uh, the jump. Oh, dang! <laughs> That's that was a hard hit. But like the jump phases are like really hard to judge, and everything is tilted, and everything is like like even this, like it's to the side, tilted triple, and then 
you have to turn like when i when i was uh it was a different venue than i pretty but same sure. surface and stuff i believe same same surface yeah uh but when i was uh here at the philippine masters in uh well then it was rgp but in 2019 it was definitely like <laughs> it, like the first practice was like like i remember like everyone just couldn't keep it on the track like i don't think any driver did like a proper two laps in a row like it was it was crazy how difficult it was to get the hang of like where everything is still good. yeah this track it's reminds me of this track. kinetic track a little bit but different yeah i think i don't know what it is but it's uh all the Asian, like major Asian tracks, have a similar design. Like the, all the tracks, because I think this is made by you know the the crew in Manila, mm -hmm. and they they've always made tracks like this, and they also made tracks around the area in Philippines, like Manila area in Philippines, and all the tracks look similar. But even like to me, what was interesting is like you remember the worlds in Thailand in 2010. Mm -hmm. Like that track looked very similar. similar. Like tilted jumps. Uh, they always, almost always use like oil or here they use molasses um, to make the track like this black shiny. Um, but yeah, Cinetic as well, same thing. It, I don't know why they have this style, but it's definitely, it's re really difficult to start out with. I haven't seen this type of, flow. yeah, I uh, haven't seen you, this style of track anywhere else but Asia. Yeah, that's to me. That's interesting. I I I kind of don't have an answer for that, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, really cool style of track, and I I wish, like the only way, like if this track got bumpy, that would be impossible to run. You know, <laughs> I'm just looking at Robert <laughs> losing his shit right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I yeah. What is he doing? Oh my, that's yeah. Yeah, he's just like, he's yeah, because uh, what I heard from Joseph was that in warm up, the servo like just shut off. Then, like uh, once he got started, like it just was glitching like almost every lap, and then at some point it just got stuck to full speed. So yeah, to pull out. Yeah, I don't know if Bobby could handle it wide open all the time. I mean, he does need to have some break, yeah. mainly for the air. But he was fat. Oh, so I heard that the tire to be on was Clay's hot race and matrix clays and bold at that yeah it's it's interesting because like the detox we ran j concepts detox and that was like the tire to run at that time um so that was like normally the detox is the best when the, yeah, well, the clay compound apparently yeah i think it might be down to the different different um dirt they have now but basically like detox usually works when the second layer of the pin is still on and then when that wears out it's really slippery but here it was almost the op opposite you know it was better when it wore out and got more slick so i think it just like the molasses uh the kind of and it's weird because like after a run you feel your tires they're all like sticky because the sugar of the molasses gets stuck to it so mm -hmm. it's a very very weird surface uh, for sure. Hey, man, I look at this and I just want to go to this race one day. I'm not going to lie. I, I really want to go to this. Race. I want to go to the Philippines. I want to go here. This, I like this track. I think it was a good event. I'm going to watch more of the, I'll watch this full May later. But Mika, my boy Mika, he came second, man. 
Um, yeah, he's Mika's a he's good. good driver, man. Yeah, for sure. He good driver. he's interesting because he kind of is on, like he's not on the forefront like many other drivers at this level. But then, like he still has some very very good results here and there, you know. And yeah. he's won EOS too, so it's not like he's he isn't a top racer in Europe. He's one of the fastest ten scale drivers in Europe for sure. Yeah, I I hope that we see more people go to this race. I like to see some of the Americans go over here, maybe a few more of the Europeans. This this could be yeah. one of those events that become. I mean, it has in the past, and obviously yeah. it took some time off due to yeah. COVID. Kind, but I yeah, would like to see this become the premier Asian event of that everybody goes to. Yeah, kind of like you know, CNEDIC was or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, contest in Thailand. That was one event I remember. The Ghani going there every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, yeah. I, something like that. Yeah. The only only uh, like really bad thing about Philippines I remember is the traffic in the morning. <laughs> like getting to the track. If you went right by it was super difficult. Oh really? Like yeah, it yeah, was like but apparently this isn't it's in the same area. It's yeah, in the so, yeah. So basically during when I was there in twenty nineteen, they knew that they was gonna have to relocate because they were building like or um they were building a new apartment kind of complex or um like zoning out the one part. And there was this, um, basically, there was a huge field where there was the BMX park and some other stuff. And then the RC track, they wanted to use for apartment buildings, and they kind of moved to the other side of that area. So it's the same, like, it's probably like a few hundred meters away from where the old track used to be, but I bet there's a, there's an apartment built there, okay. or like a big, big um, I don't okay. know what you call them, but. Yeah, they have very high-rise buildings around the area, so very okay. tightly, tightly lived there. All right, um, we're going to get into the Afro warm, Euro e-buggy warm-ups uh, in a minute, but I wanted to go with some of the other news you had her. And by the way, congratulations! Oh, Davide Angaro, new paint again. It's got a different paint job again. It's like more yellow now. I, yeah, I think I I'm pretty sure he just. Every international race he goes through, he has a new paint job. I am pretty sure at this at this point, you know. Angaro proves to be the class once again. Like, no way. Like, I think it's be, I think it'll be very hard to beat Angaro this year. Very yeah, but I mean, to be, this is this is like his track too. So, I think but IBC is gonna be interesting. IBC, uh, as long as the tires work well, he's gonna do really good. Um, Probably same with the Euros. To be honest, I don't think he's going to go to an A-scale race where he will be a little bit on the back foot this year. Like, he's not going to America. There isn't a big... And I think, to be honest, like, on an international level, he's focusing a lot more on 10-scale this year. Because he's going to the I, world. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Which we have the world's warm-up coming up here shortly. And we will yeah. have a recap because our favorite Mexican co-host is going. He's now recovered from his splenectomy. Um, all right, Max, you have Red's ESE. Max, you've gone on some investigative journalism here? Yeah, so actually, um, just let me pull it up. So this is from actually the e-buggy um, Euros warm-up. Um, okay, I got it. 
So yeah, so I I went to thanks uh, by the way to Mika News. Uh, he's a German, uh, just an RC enthusiast who has his own website. He does his own, like I'd say maybe podcast and does coverage of all the German racing. He does everything in German, but he's been doing it for a long time. I remember like at least for like five years probably now. So just a shout out to him. These pictures are from him. But yeah, to the to the investigative journalism part. So I was going through some pictures, um, thanks to someone um, mentioning this in the Discord. Uh, I was going through some pictures then of Boots' car and correctly identified by people on the Discord. This is an uh, hobby wing switch, and I was wondering because um, Reds used to make um, an ESC, you know, in 2020. They came out with their Gen 2. But I went on to the website, and uh, what I found is, according to their website, there is no 8-scale ESC anymore. Mm. So to me, this was very surprising because they used to have one, uh, and Boots used to run it too, like back in, like I think, 2018, something like that. So they have had one for a while. But right now he's and the funny the thing why we in the Discord people got interested because they have blurred out you know the ESD is blurred out and also also the a switch and then on the other picture the switch is visible and it's clearly a hobby wing switch so maybe if they hadn't blurred it out uh, we wouldn't have noticed it but thanks to the people in the Discord and me doing some investigative journalism um, yeah. What is happening at Reds on electric side? My theory uh, was that this uh, um, this speedo um, had an issue of you know components because this was pre or this was like during COVID. So mm. maybe during COVID they ran out of components, couldn't produce it anymore, and it's as simple as that. But um, there has been some rumors that the speedo wasn't that good and maybe they just gone away from the speedo and trying to work out the new one and are currently running just the album the speedo so yeah i don't know just um just the thing i noticed uh and thanks to those people on the discord um there's some once upon a time like or once in a while uh should i say there is quite good you know Gossip information from the RC and information from the RC Especially world. Especially today. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And and also one thing that is 100% speculative, but uh, there is a brand called uh, called uh, Jet uh, TW, I believe, uh, and they do make uh, lots of speedos and electronics, and um, their speedo looks um, quite similar to that old. Red Speedo, um, but yeah, they are definitely going away from that. It, it seems because they they don't mention it anywhere. It's hard; it, you can't even find it on their website anymore. So yeah, maybe for the eBuggy Euros, eBuggy World Cup, maybe they have something to show. So yeah, for because... the Red fans, it's not only bad news; it might also be good news. So that's that's why eBug is getting important. Well, you know, we're about to have for this sure. Euro Cup. Her coming up this year, which is going to be in what's a that? Where you got? Where you, yeah, World Cup. Sorry, it's in um, it's in Portugal, but at it's in Portugal. 
I got the track that you went to, the track that you rent raced uh, yours there. So they have that. Think, um, yeah, it is. I believe so. Let me check. Well, anyway, for those that don't know, the E. So in order to have a world, Ifmar has a rule where you have to have a a world a World Cup first, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they have to do this, but you know it's only two thousand and twenty three. So they yeah. have the they have the Euro. Sorry, the World E Buggy World coming up in September of this year in Portugal, and then I believe in twenty twenty five. They're gonna have the e-buggy. Yeah. World. So basically, um, I'm not exactly sure how it works for uh, Ifma, but uh, for Efra, uh, there is kind of a requirement that if you are, if you are, if you are to organize an Efra European Championship, you have to organize an Efra GP or 40 plus uh, European Championship or um, European Championship B before that. Mm. So you have to have at least one race under your belt. And also like, um, I think for the world, like if more worlds, they must have some rule that there has to be a World Cup. Before. No, it is. It's just a rule. So, it's a rule. Yeah, it's just so that, you know, they have it, I don't know, to show. I think it's an old federation thing, but yeah, I don't think I doubt a lot of people are going. I really, no, I don't I think either. I think they should just make it a world. I'll, I'll be honest if you the worlds nitro worlds is long enough, they should just add e buggy to it. No, I I do disagree to be honest. Really? Be- yeah. Well, I'll explain because, why. Because I do think that when you organize uh, a big uh, event like that. Uh, it should be for one class because it's for basically everyone is traveling by air and then like some people might want to attend just the one you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like like if you go to 10 scale right. euros you race two and also uh, especially in, in Europe the thing is that um, you never have two classes on top of each other at an official race like, like, well, in national series, they do do that. But in, like, Euros, they run two drive from Monday to Wednesday mm-hmm. and then four mm-hmm. drive the Thursday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something that I think has been pretty separated in. And also, like, touring or 12 scale. Um, it used to be that 12 scale was the week before and then the touring was the week after. And they might have been at the same venue. In Thailand, 2008, they're at the same venue. 2012, in Holland they were at the same venue so the, that's kind of the thing that has been and i do think on top of the fact that that's kind of the norm i do think it's more prestigious when there isn't two world champions crowned during the same week i understand that i understand that i understand that but i'm thinking more of a budget thing you know like oh 100 budgeting yeah but think of it kind of the other way around like Lots of these clubs want to organize a big race, get their names out there. Right now, we've had European Championship at the same venue for this. This is going to be the third time the Euros are going to be at uh, right Yeah. So I think there should be other classes and uh, 
you know, more opportunities for other organizers to organize races like this. And okay. uh, this is also giving it, you know, what it's going to be difficult if the first e-buggy worlds are going to be in Brazil. I don't think anyone's going to go. But if they play it smart, put it to America or Europe where they're... I think it's going to Portugal. I think they're gonna, it's going to be at IBC. It's going to be at Barcelona. Okay, well, that, that would definitely make sense. And I think that would be a great venue for it. And, um, yeah, I, I just think they shouldn't be on the same. And I, okay. w- one extra thing is that you kind of want them every other year, you know? Because right now we have eight scale and then we have, you know, 10 scale. But a lot of drivers don't really run 10 scale that run eight scale and vice versa, you know? So in my opinion, it's actually best that, you know, because most of these manufacturers uh, like fo- focus on like one class at a time. So it's, it could like keep up the improvements, the work, and also well, like Ongaro and people, Ongaro runs 10 scale, but people who don't run 10 scale, um, they could like have a world's every year. I think I, in my opinion, this is one way also to promote eBody much more. Well, not just also, the side yeah, class, but as a class. Exactly. Itself. If it goes, to, that's the that's the thing, right? If it becomes a part of the world, which which I think budget wise is the best, it just becomes a side class, right? Yeah, uh, and I think that so, is that is not really because I do believe in in the future there's really no reason to like keep nitro racing like. Live, okay. like everything, everything is. Are going you blaspheming to... on the podcast, Max? No, but like, think of it like ten years in the future. Like, they're really internal combustion engines are kind of gonna go away at some point. Like, there's just no reason to keep them up if every everything is electric at this point. So I think like there has to be some prestige uh, established for eight scale e buggy. Um before you know that situation comes to reality you should go wash them off with soap <laughs> no the thing is i want nitro i'm just saying like there no, might this... be a situation where we kind of are forced to move to electric but then you know that isn't established it's just a side class but okay. if we now put it as a separate event it has its own prestige it has its own thing you know and then we might have to ditch nitro if that ever becomes a thing. That's just my argument. Okay. And I do I, I do think this. e-buggy deserves I'm, I'm giving you I'm what I'm, I I am pumpkin seeding you. Okay. That was watermelon seed before. Now it's pumpkin. Yeah, well we're having a different you know what it's pumpkin seed. Okay. Okay. Uh today. Uh just to re- we're not I don't want to spend five minutes on this more. But what it will do is increase the technology and will to make better electronics, better batteries. We'll see 100%. longer run times, all this type of stuff. So it's going to greatly increase uh, the technology that's going into e-buggy. I dare say we're probably going to see e-buggy specific cars at some point. We're already seeing that, right? So I think it's a good thing. E-buggy obviously is paying the bills. Let's just throw e-truggy in there too. I'm happy with that. Just like I think no. we should throw truggy in at the Nitro Racing. And no. that's it. Anyway, we're going to move on because Afra has all these rules about having World Cup. You can't, <laughs> you can't just say, let's make a World Championship for truggy. That I, I, I will truggy never let that happen. matters too, Max. No, it doesn't. Truggy, and e-truggy truggy should is die. Awesome. It's not now. No. E-truggy is alive and well. I think I think e, well. I think e truggy should be 
like there should be an e-trucker class, but you can only attend it if you have a Traxxas or a Creighton, you know, a Basher vehicle. Because I think it's just, it's a disgrace. E-trucker is a disgrace. Oh my god. To gosh. the sport of RC racing. You just you just pissed off every e buggy enthusiast out there. <laughs> okay. No, but you, um, you know it's, you know it's getting out of hand. I just I just have yes. to push back, you know, because it's getting out of hand. Oh, Truggy, I, I, mean, sorry, I know, Truggy, I, I, know I know, I know, I know. E Truggy is a inevitable, and I cannot, I cannot like get rid of it anymore. And I will have to accept it. And you know, behind the scenes, I'm kind of you know. I know in my in the Mayako camp there is an Ichragi already, and it does does look cool. You know, I have to admit, I I see the realities in, of this. But this is a great as, segue. As a moral principle, I have to say, I I need to push back. That's all I. Have. This is a great segue to something that lit up the interwebs here about two weeks ago, with Traxxas coming out with their. New yeah. conversion, their sledge conversion, and I posted this, and the RC wor- racing world went berserk. Yeah. But I actually think it's a good thing. I think that Traxxas has done more for RC than anybody in Traxxas has done more for RC racing than anybody in RC racing. They've brought more people, new people into RC racing than anything that we've done. Right? Um, I just saw the negative. This is trash. It's not going to work. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work. What matters is getting that person who buys that sledge to a track and racing. Eventually, he'll get what works. Who knows? That slash that sledge conversion might be badass, and he does well with it. But he realizes, hey, to be really competitive, I need a techno e truggy because it's the best or whatever. Oh, but you know what? I realize that e buggies e truck is great, but nitro is the glory, and I'm gonna run nitro. That is the gateway drug right there, people. We need to be looking at every opportunity that we can to be getting people into RC. So yes, I hope Traxxas makes a full-on sledge race version and people buy it. I hope Mark Santa Maria has done videos on this. I hope that we see thousands of these things show up at Trax. Yeah, the, I, I agree with everything you said. The only issue I have is actually I read through the thing and it wasn't like a conversion or a kit. Effectively, it's a blog post about someone converting it or someone at Traxxas converting it. And they had bought the kit. Well, they didn't buy it because it was Traxxas person. But basically, if you wanted to do what they did, you'd buy the 700, 800 kit. And then you'd buy 700 worth of parts. Okay, that's a little expensive. <laughs> con- yeah. So basically, that car that he showed there on the blog post costs around $1,500. Okay, but people are gonna spend that, right? And people are gonna take I it know, to a racetrack. I know, but people I think are take it, it to a racetrack. But one thing, one thing, it needs to, to be cheaper. It needs to be cheaper. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what they could do is just replace those parts in the beginning, and it would be quite a cheap truck. Now, to be yeah. honest, like the armor, th- armor trucks, that those things, like you can just fucking put tires on and you're good. I agree. You know? I agree. So armor, armor actually. It does it in kind of a sneaky way where it's a purely RTR car, a basher car, but all you really need to do is change tires and it's legal for Roar mm-hmm. and Effort rules. Or Effort doesn't have a truck, but Roar rules. Yeah, and you can't run 6S. You'll run 4S. Uh, well, yeah, but you just buy a battery. You know, They don't as even I come said. with a battery from the box. So you, all you said. need to do is buy it for us. 
Exactly. As I said, this past weekend, I saw a Trent Wheeler Creighton, and it looked badass. Yeah. It looked like an old-school Truggy conversion. That's what it looked like. And it yeah. sounded like Santa Slay. And I saw two typhoons out there in sportsman hands racing. So this is this is how we get new people. And these this is how we get new people into racing. Sorry. I, I know everybody hates Traxxas right now, and they don't like them. And I don't know. Maybe mentioning Traxxas in this podcast is going to get us flagged. I don't know. But I think it's a great idea, and I hope thousands of people buy them, and I hope they go to Traxxas. Yeah. One thing I actually want Traxxas to do is to actually do that, you know, because they, with a few minor changes to the sledge, I bet they could make it so that it would be like good to run. Com- com- and I, I, I think the Truggy they had on the blog post, I have no reason to believe that isn't competitive. Like, okay. I bet if I went to some, you know, race, I could definitely do quite okay with it. And I, I think like any good driver could do at least close to the level of a normal, you know, truck. It's not, it's, it's re- actually those RTR cars aren't that bad as people think. Um, only thing, you know what it is, you know what it is, us RC fanatics, we like bragging about how much money we got into our cars. That's it. It's yeah, like our bragging that, that is right. the, people, people have that thing. Like I, I kind of because I've raced so many RTR cars, and then people like give it, give them to me, and I race it around the track. And it's always funny when people like see it go around so fast. They're like, "How do you do that?" But yeah, it's the car isn't really that big of a deal. In the, like when you are at like a level of a like a top American or European driver, you know, racing in the let's say top twenty, top thirty of Europe or America, then you know the car might give you a little bit of you know, edge. But when you're a sportsman, like you don't really need to have a specific car. You just need to have, you know, the things you like about it. Mm-hmm, and I think, mm-hmm. I think for sportsmen, that would actually be great if sportsmen were just full of RTRs. Yeah. Because that would get people e- much more easier into RC too. And I think the good thing about it is if Traxxas makes a blog post like that, they clearly see because Truxus is a fucking business. Like mm-hmm. that's all it is. They they don't really they don't really have that, you know, RC spirit in them. It's a business and they're trying yes, to do it. I agree. I you agree. Know? I agree. So if they make a post like that and someone's getting paid for it, it's it has common. to mean that it has to mean that they notice that people take Armas and other of their competitors and race them, you know? I agree. And they 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 at least have the thing in their mind, the seed in their mind, that maybe we actually have to, you know, offer something between bashing and full-on racing. And mm-hmm. if Traxxas and Arma, who are the two biggest uh, Bashers. companies, they are the biggest bashers, but I'd say two biggest car RC car companies mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the world. I don't, I don't think there's even a little bit of you know, disagreement. If we're talking cars and we're talking RC, Traxxas and Arma are the most sold out there. Oh, agree. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, no, no I'll, question absolutely. about it. Absolutely. I agree so that means there's the most amount of money. That means there's most amount of money to put into marketing most cars out there, most hobby shops and... Uh, you know, stores, RC stores in general, selling them. So if these companies realize that it's a viable market, they are going to put money into it, which is going to grow it even more. 
And in the end, some of those realize, hey, I want to be a fanatic like those other guys. I do want that techno e-truggy. And I do want to stay here. Or someone's going to go and buy, uh, like, I want to learn about vehicle dynamics and join an invisible speed course. Or whatever it ends up being, I think if these companies at least see the possibility that there might be a market here, it is good for us. And I think this is what that tracks us post to me at least. But, but on its own, I don't suggest anyone buy that car and turn it into a, a race car. But I think what's behind that post, that's, in my opinion, very positive. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Hey, you know what? We're going to pay a bill and then we're going to segue to the other drama that happened in yeah. Europe this weekend. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Thank you to Brent uh, and BeachRC for their continued support. Got to see Brent this past weekend at the North Georgia Shootout. Uh, he has some big news coming out in about a week or so. It's pretty exciting. Uh, it's to see to, how, you know, I'll drop it when it happens. I can't let the cat out of the bag yet. Uh, but thank you to them for all their support. And now we're going to talk about all the drama that happened this past weekend. For once, we have some absolute bad, just just drama coming out of Europe. You know, yeah. so all, all, the, hey, all the American listeners were like, what about Afra? What about referees? What about all this stuff? So I'm going to play the video while we talk about this. So this is also from Mika News as well uh, that Max was talking about earlier. And this is A3 from uh, A3 from the EFRA Euro warm-ups. Where is this track? In, in Germany, actually. So this is in Germany. It's Bischofsheim, what's it called. Mm -hmm. But it's very close to Frankfurt. It's basically mm -hmm. in Frankfurt. This is... Um, this track actually is in uh, VRC Pro. It's yes. called the Rain Mine. And uh, this is also, Joseph used to go to this race every year. They had, I, I can't remember what the race was called. Oh, this Something is Rain, Rain Mine. Mine. Yeah. Was so, a name change. Is it still called Rain Mine? Or? No, I think I think the track is called Rain Mine, but the place is called Bischofsheim. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't know exactly what the deal is, but yeah, Joseph used to go to this track like every year, and they I'm have gonna say a this. spring GP. But I, this is like a Euro track at its best. Ashtrof, Ashtarf, a little Astroturf uh, everywhere. Not too many crazy jumps. I mean, even the triples are kind of like, yeah, man. But anyway, let's talk about this. So they had the Afro yeah. e-buggy warm-ups this past weekend here. We had the Killex. This is like one of their home tracks. Um, we had Coelho there. Boots was there. There was some fast guys there. So the big drama came after Coelho made his Facebook post uh, Monday, I think it was. Ah, oh, man, I was driving yeah, it, home and so many people week, were sending. Yeah. It was Monday. So many people were sending me this post and I'm like, okay, I've seen it. I've seen it. And everybody's like, oh, this is your boys, the Killix, the fucked up. And then I was like, look, 
I have to report to this. Yes, I love the Killix. Love them even more. Go team Killick at Silver State. Go team Philip. This is my imaginary turkey flag right here. Go team Killick. Um, all right. So Bruno accused Borak of <laughs> of blocking. <laughs> so Barkhan could go. Well, he did block. He he just break checked and boots went flying. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Borak, Barkhan TQ. Barkan TQ'd, so he started on first. I don't I haven't watched A1 or A2. I heard there was some contact between Coelho and Barkan or something like that in A2. Um, but basically, Borak won A1 and A2, and he chose to run A3. Now, I know everybody's freaking out saying, how can he run A3 and this and that and that? Well, here it is. In America, Roar has it right. You can't run A3. If you win A1 and A2, because they don't want you messing with the results of the next race, right? But apparently, Afro does not have this rule, so he's allowed to run his A3. Yeah, it's actually, the thing is that uh, there never has been a rule in Europe, and it has actually been discussed many times before. Uh, the thing is that what Afro has is uh, a rule about... Um, you know, uh, team blocking, unsportsmanlike behavior and stuff like that. But there never has been a rule of A3 that you can't run it, at least in, in I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, I it's more than like I, a gentleman's I, agreement. Than yeah. But the thing is that there is, and I think it's like in Europe, it's generally, you know, understood that if you run A3, it's fine as long as you don't do anything, you know, weird. Well, this, to be honest, is, is, is not into that. Um, and actually, let me pull up um, uh, one part of the EFRA rule. Okay, while you do uh, that, I'm going to explain to I'm going to explain to the listeners so what happened. So anyway, Coelho made a post. Uh, I should probably have it, but basically, he doesn't call out. Do you want me to share that? No, I can't share both. I don't think Max. Oh. Okay, let uh, me let me actually get the Coelho post so we can... We okay, can so Coelho made a post, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Coelho has all rights to be upset. I do not disagree with him not being upset, right? So basically, he accused... Well, you can see it. Barak is is slowing him, is driving slow. Barkan goes off to win this, right? I watch this, right? And I'm saying to myself, if I'm Coelho, I'm, I'm doing my infamous CTO at some point. I think Coelho was too too cautious in this A3, right? Yes, Burak is defending and blocking, but it's nothing wrong with what he's doing right now, in my opinion. That's racing. That's why you have teammates. The only thing wrong is that he's able to do it because it's an A3, which should be a rule that keeps him from doing that, right? Also, I want people to know that the Coelho, Coelho and the Kilix have had run-ins before. Like, I talked to the Kilix after this, and they're like, Coelho has cost us three podiums. We also know that the Kilix are very aggressive drivers, very aggressive drivers. They're brothers. Of course, they're going to, st- I mean, every single form of motorsports has team drivers, right? We have blocking in every form of motorsports. That's the point of having a team to help each other out, right? It's just that the Kilix are doing it on a next level. And it was very blatant at, th- at this race. Um, I thought that Coelho was going to, if I was Coelho, I would just win. I would have went. I would have went at that point. So Borak's doing a good job here blocking Coelho. And while we have this going on, we got Andrew, we got Aaron Ronick and, and Boots are battling out in, in the end. 
I, I, I look, I get it. This is blatant. It's happening. Barkan's out in the lead, but there's no rule. This is racing. This is this no. is racing. This is racing. What people but, don't understand. Am yeah, I? Okay. I'm not saying that this isn't. This isn't right. This isn't wrong, and this is blatant. I'm not condoning this, but there's no rule saying he can't do it. Well, actually, there is. Oh shit! I, got it. I was wrong. Um, you can just read the rule. Oh shit! That. <laughs> The the ironic thing about this is Coelho's uh I get it. Coelho was upset and he has every right to be upset and his race report is about this and he has talk about blocking and all this type of stuff. Yeah, Come on, actually let Come me on. let me now let me now pull up the Coelho thing. Okay. So, so I, um okay, so here's his post. Yeah, okay. I'll just pause this. I can just about see that. You can you can't see it. Okay. Back home my productive test, but the worst RC man I've ever had a one eighth offer. In the past, I've always had fights with many drivers. Some fights were good, some fights were not so good. But even if I liked the driver or not, one thing that I always had was respect. I had crashed out so many drivers and, and in ninety nine percent of times I came to say sorry. If I said sorry, I did wait I did wait for them on the track. I can say that I've never ever put nobody intentionally nor did something bad to someone just because I don't like them. Let's talk about what happened at the European Championship warm-up. There are two well-known, talented drivers that drive RC cars. They both qualify first and second. One of them was super faster, one second faster lap, which won, which I guess which won the first two finals overall winner. In the third final, that driver that won already the race decided to drive the last final, and no surprise, I was expecting to help his brother. So basically, the super fast driver that was one second faster then then everyone then slurred on. Two seconds left, giving a huge gap to his brother. It was so it was so ridiculous the way he was slurring on. Everyone that I I even opened to boots, which he basically saying to everybody, good luck. And on it with honest words, and this is mixed English. So yeah, this basically, not basically every- he's yeah, basically he's saying that he let boots by and uh let him try to get by Borak because he was just blocking everyone. Okay. Uh, but he knew this going in, so he should have been more aggressive, in my thought. This was not everything else. The driver was happy about the driver was so happy about his fantastic show by slowing on everyone to let his brother go away. He decided to make something more. I only needed to finish third in the final, so basically I never tried to pass. I was okay with my third place as I knew that I did not deserve any of the other two places as they were faster than me and Tyreek. So the end of this great, the driver side the last corner to turn the opposite direction at full break and put me out, which he did very well. His attitude was shocking. Everyone there felt shame for it. It was so traumatic to the point one of his main sponsors came up to our team to say sorry about his attitude. Many other people came to our table to say sorry about that. What run me, what drove me crazy is the fact that, that, that this is my job. I need to make results. But the fact that there are so many young kids out there, so many new club racers watching, they had to see something like this. But what makes me sad and disappointed is that things like this with these two brothers are happening all the time. These kind of scenes are happening all the time and so many drivers are reported similar events. Hey, he has all rights to feel that way. I'm not disputing how he feels about that. Now, you say, I say, if there's no rules about this, there's no rules about this, right? Well, actually, can we now take a look at the final corner? Can you? Uh, I can. Um, are, we gonna, yeah. are we gonna go deep and like slow mo it and all that stuff? No, you can just show it normal speed. I think it's pretty clear. It's it, it's at the it's the very end of it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm just trying to get there. I think. Yeah. 
I think this may be it. Yeah, this may be it. But basically, all of the 10 minutes, uh, Burak just held back everyone. And the last, well, this was second to last lap, I believe. Okay. But in the end, uh, he took out Coelho, basically. Like he, well, you're going to see it soon. But but I'll be honest with you, though. He was in front. Burak was in yeah, front. But, okay, so here's the thing. If... If he hadn't, if this was A2, 100% okay. No issue at all. But the issue is that this is A3, you know? So the thing is, is like, yeah, I think this is the lap where what happens. So basically what happens for those listening is that Burak goes inside uh, for the last two jumps. Coelho goes outside. And what Burak does is, slows down weights that Coelho is side by side with him and then he just doesn't turn for the last turn which takes both him and Bruno out uh in the last corner which in turn which in turn um puts um boots into second in the last main and promotes um another german driver which is friends with the village uh, yes, brothers yes yes Aaron Runnick to the podium. So basically what happened was this move um, dropped Coelho to fourth and promoted Burak and Burak's friend Aaron to third. Uh, now, in my opinion, okay, Berkan and uh, Aaron Runnick, I don't think they have any blame on them because in the end they did nothing wrong. You know, they just ran their race. In my opinion, the only one to blame is Burak because he is allowed to run A3. But what he done this main was quite clearly... By the way, that was a great pass, pass by Boots. But I know, Boots, was, was, Boots just yeah. slipped in and like, ooh, whoop. <laughs> yeah. But this, in my opinion, this was quite clearly... Like, he was blatantly blocking them. So here's the thing. The takeout, no matter the situation, not cool. That was not okay and should not be allowed anymore. Okay, the blocking. If this wasn't, uh, if Burak hadn't won yet, let's say Burak had a one and a two, and uh, he knew that no one's gonna beat his time, and then he just blocked so Burkin can win. In my opinion, the blocking is fine. Then that is yes, totally agree. Okay, but the issue, in my opinion, is this. He ran A3 after winning it and blocked then. Mm. So the issue is that he basically cannot get better results and he's blocking for someone else. And now I'll show the rule that is quite, in my opinion, it's quite clear in the F rule book. So uh, can you, you can see it, right? So here, this is a section in EFRA rules, 4.3, team driving. And... In a case where team driving, unsporting behavior, or conduct by persons that is construed as being prejudicial to a fair race are suspected, the official referee will consult with the race director um, and or vice versa. Basically, what this means is if, uh, if a driver is not driving a fair race, basically after winning, for example, blocking someone else. So... Doing something that 
is not necessarily banned in the rules, but is can be you know uh, seen as unsportsmanship or team driving, which this was a blatant case of it. Okay, yeah, I agree. And I agree. and here is uh, in case that both uh, officials agree, um, they will report to the section chairman, and um, and then this situation is handled at the FR committee meeting. Um, and then any driver that um, is um, um, yeah, I get it. We any get driver it. that does this has to be taken into the committee. I mean, this is some like a federation, you know, uh, very like filing their dot. But um, the four point three point three states for instances of team driving, gross misconduct serious unsportsmanlike behavior uh, or conduct pre prejudicial to a fair race, the effort committee may exercise its right to refuse the subject attending or participating in any meeting or event for incremental periods of six months up to a maximum period of five years. Mm. Okay, so basically what this means that Burak has committed uh, a violation of rule 4.3.1 which we both agreed, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next section would be 4.3.2, which is the EFRA committee meeting would handle the situation. And then the 4.3.3 says if he is deemed that he is guilty of gross misconduct or team driving or, or unsportsmanlike behavior, which we already said that he is uh, faulty of, then basically... Uh, he can be given a six month up to a five year ban from any effort meetings. Okay. Okay. But I get that. I get that. But, but I hope okay. that don't happen. I hope it don't happen. So, okay. okay. But here's the catch. I looked in the EFRA website. I looked in the EFRA race calendar. This isn't an official EFRA meeting. Okay. Ah. So, like, here's the thing. If this was the an EFRA GP registered on EFRA website as an EFRA GP, he would the EFRA fine. rules the EFRA rules would be in play, and this in like I don't think anyone would agree that this is a gross misconduct or unsportsmanlike behavior. So basically, EFRA if this was an EFRA GP or an like official EFRA event, he could get a ban from six months to five years, but Luckily for him, I, I don't see in every AGM meetings or any uh, EFRA releases that this is an EFRA recognized event. So this is basically an unofficial event that EFRA doesn't recognize. So the EFRA rules aren't in play. Well, I, so basically, I think it, this is just another club meeting. Right. So, so that, that, that saves him in the end. Like, well, you because know what? if you read that rule, he should be fucking banned for six months. I think that would be really harsh. But if the, if, yes. he, if he went by the rules and did everything like that, if and if this was an effort meeting, that would be he would be banned for six months up to five years, and I I, I wouldn't say that that is appropriate because this is kind of like I would a, say a warning. Instance. I would say a warning. Definitely is a warning. And I, I think yeah. I think let's, this is a great. This is a good thing now that it happened at the warm up because mm -hmm. I actually if any person in EFRA is listening to this, I actually 
would really, really uh, strongly suggest um, changing that rule about A3. Yeah, definitely. Because Roar has it, if it wins the th first two MAs, so basically lock out of the wins, then the driver has to sit out A main number three. That is in Roar rulebook in those words. So Specifically only for that stuff rule, like this. For all classes with AAA mains, if they don't already have the rule, which I didn't find from the FR rulebook, this should be definitely added. I think it's double A mains, by the way, anyway. Double A mains and done. Okay, that's I that's a that's different me. that's that's a different conversation. But in my yes. opinion, like for the Euros, that rule should hundred percent be of changed. Of course. Before, I can't Afro doesn't have that rule and Raw does. Yeah. Go America. Got it right on that one. <laughs> okay. They did. I have to, I have I think I, See, I come I, on. I, before, you gotta eat some I, crow no, no, no. now, Max. Eat some crow. Yeah. So I have previously actually believed that it's not necessarily have that rule, but because of this instance, I I think Roar did actually have it right. And I think, I don't know, it's kind of dumb that we haven't had that rule before. And uh, yeah, but to Come me, on. Uh, the reason... Say it out loud. Afro Roar did it right. Roar, Roar did it right. right. And Afro <laughs> did it wrong. See, see I, everybody uh, out there? See everybody out there? Max can admit when he's wrong too. No, you. but uh, to be to be honest, to be oh, honest, uh, <laughs> I wasn't wrong in this instance. But <laughs> the thing is, the thing is that I do. I I had the the mindset before that it's not needed, but clearly it is. So. Okay, so let's let's rewind this. So that this comes to that. Of course, this opens up the cat. Look, I love the Kellex, right? I love the Kellex. The brothers, they're gonna help each other out no matter what. But slow and non racing in racing happens all the time. I saw it at the worlds. I yeah. saw Ty, I saw Tasman hurl up runner folk for like 10 minutes. I saw Cole hurl up runner folk for like a few yeah. minutes where you find you have yeah. to get by him, but it's different. It's in a race, right? Yeah. This was yeah. absolute, this was blatant, right? And the thing is, I, they, look, these guys had run ins before, apparently. I talked to them. They're like, yeah, Coelho costs a three. And look, let's be honest, Coelho is no angel. How many times has he taken people out? X-ray is no angel. Of course they've slurred down. Of course they've applied oh, to yeah. I mean, X-ray. I like here's the thing that is why I think the drama is is of less value. If this like the thing is like it's no surprise a thing like this happens to Koyoto. I have a lot of respect for him, but we have to be honest that he puts himself into situations where Things like this happen to him. He does take out people on a regular basis still, well, even he, though he's he, much better these yes. much better these days. But he does still take people out. And Kilich brothers, I have to say, I have not heard many people. You well, know, I heard keep I keep hearing that they do, but yeah, they 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 keep no no. But I'm saying is. I've not heard many people say that they are clean racers. No. Well, okay, sorry, sorry, they, sorry. They they take out people on regular basis on all kinds of classes, and I've seen it myself. Yes. So these two, Coelho and I'd say Berkan is a little bit cleaner, but Burak is in my my experience has had more issues than Berkan. But both of them have had a lot of run-ins with other people. But Coelho and the brothers, there is no surprise that as they found each other on the track, there is some past grudge on there, you know? <laughs> and I think I think this was a very unsportsmanlike way to pay it back. But 
that would Burak wouldn't have done that to any other driver out there. There's there's yeah. definitely they, they don't like each other. Yeah. Um I, I love look <laughs> I, I I love this stuff. Like it 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 I've never seen this before. Like this yeah. blatant. Um they don't have yeah. to do it. They're good enough for it. They don't have to do it, but I think they wanted to do it. Um, oh, and definitely the thing wasn't because Berkan would have would have beat everyone else. He had he Berkan didn't need Burak to do that to win. Okay, right, right. so that that Burak didn't do the blocking to make Berkan win. Win. He did that just to piss off Coelho. I think I that think so. is. I and I and if you look at the results, there was no one else who had a good result. You know, no one could have even beat Berkan really. Because he was much faster than everyone else, and he started out front. So that there is like that wasn't even like team orders. That was just Burak trying to mess with Corbin. That's in my opinion. That's the so truth. What I think. So I, <laughs> what I I, I think's happened here is you know Coelho in onward his king, right? You know he's he's also a two time ten scale world champion as well in in offward. But this is this is eight scale racing man, and this is big boy racing. I mean, and, he's 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 European. He's a, he's a national. He's a European champion in eight scale too, but he doesn't he doesn't race eight scale. I think Bruno is the most talented driver in the world. He doesn't race eight scale much, and he has gotten in with a lot of people in the short time that he has raced eight scale. Yeah, right? and I think and I yeah. think it's I think it's like hey, here's a little taste of your uh, Madison. And as for team orders, I love a. I, I love what X I know we all know that X ray is on the gray area, right? We all know they play on the gray area. Yeah. So let's not let's not act like they haven't had team orders for people either. Yeah. I have I seen think, Martin Bayer pull yeah. over. I've seen yeah. Martin Bayer pull over. At an EOS, literally pull over for Coelho. Yeah. I and it, it's not only that that they help each other, but like here's the thing team orders are fine as long as you help each other. And yes. I think on in racing. As long as everything is, is in play, it's fine. You know, if yes. if Coelho and Tesman were in the top three at the Worlds and they were holding someone back, totally fine. I mean, yeah, it's team orders and you might say that's not nice, but totally fine, totally in the rules. The issue comes in uh, qualifying and if you want the two aimates. That's my mm-hmm. opinion of this. I and, agree, I agree. And, and uh, X-Ray is has done it in EOS in qualifying they many times uh, like Coelho started up front Bayer started in third let's say and some driver who was fighting for TQ was starting behind Bayer they've slowed it down and people have seen it you know X-Ray have done things like this before and I think that's the biggest issue for Bruno he's the one who has issues with the Reinhardts that's why he doesn't run ETS anymore he's the one who has had issues with a lot of people in 10 scale, a lot of people in 8 scale. Now he's in in battle with the Killish brothers. So, and and also another thing, X-rays <laughs> is to blame of a lot of similar things in the past. So, <laughs> Coelho has, yeah, Coelho has like the the worst <laughs> worst like he's the worst guy to come out. Or unspotted, yes, like yes, yes, I would agree. And with I, that. Think, I would agree, but I don't. I think but he has he's all right. right. He has all he's, right. He's hundred percent right in this instance, but it's kind of like uh, it's it, it's that's why I think a lot of people are still you know against him in this scenario because he has all those things against him. But what I truly want 
is to people not to do. Like I'm fine blocking, I'm fine with team orders, whatever, but don't do it in qualifying. That's not fair. Don't do it in A3 if you want a first two aims. Because that's there's a there's a very fine line between team orders and uh, you know playing it like playing it on the gray area and mm-hmm. then unsportsmanlike behavior. Yeah, yeah I and would agree. With you there, there's a very specific line where that happens, and I think this was a very like way over the top, and uh, yeah. But well, you yeah, know it was great. I'm great still all uh, about team killing. Team killing. Yeah. Waving my imaginary. Yeah. Oh. Hold on, though. The funny thing about this was people were freaking out. We should contact our sponsors. And and these guys, look, and Bruno is talking about these are kids. These kids are hungry, too. You know, they're trying to get, yeah. they're trying to do what he's doing. They're, they're on the cusp of being a pro driver. They ain't being champions. They ain't being fan. They're being champions. Well, okay, though. They're being aggressive champions, but they're not being fanboys. Look, it, it they done it. They're still young. Barkham's 19. Barkham's 17. Borak's 19. They're out there. They're the only two drivers in the world like that right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're the only two drivers like that in the world right now. That they're, they're the only two. Okay, we have the Fuller brothers too, but we have the two brothers that are equally as good as each other, equally talented, and don't give a fuck. I love it. But yeah. they cannot be aggressive like this. But I understand that they wanted to get back at Coelho, right? And I understand that Coelho is pissed off. You know what? My like, we now have a new rivalry. Mugen versus oh, X-Ray, Killix versus Coelho. Woo! Let the show go on. I cannot wait for the e-buggy. Who would have thought? E-buggy creates so much drama. Woohoo! It yeah. must be electric. <laughs> it must be electric. It must be electric. Um, yeah. I'm super... Look, look. obviously, we shouldn't condone this type of stuff, right? But this is oh, racing, 100%. and it happens. We have people getting in... We have racers that wreck in real... In full rate, in full rate, in full scale racing, it happens in... um. You know, all this type of stuff happens. I think that it, like you said, coming from Coelho and X-Ray and all this type of stuff, it's kind of like, you know, and yes, the Killex have been accused of being aggressive and all this type of stuff, but I think they kind of have to be aggressive. And Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think for me, uh, like in my mind, the main, you know, point I want people to remember from what we're talking is there is, you know, being aggressive is fine. Mm-hmm. But being aggressive continuously and not at least fixing not it. trying to be better, not fixing it, that's an issue. And then another issue is unsportsmanlike behavior, which this was. And that should be absolutely condemned. And one not thing I want to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, condemn. That should be absolutely condemned. Okay. So, but one thing I want to still say is, I, I think the reaction online has been still very silly. Like people oh. are like, oh, ban them, cancel them, call their sponsors. Like so I think that funny. is just silly because th- th- it should be talked about and it should be condemned. But there is like, you don't have to like. Oh, wow. Like, I, I think that's for other reasons. Your... But anyway, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about this was uh, <laughs> with the sponsor thing, some guy from Europe messaged Clinic RC saying, I will never run your products ever again after what happened at the European Championships. Poor Tony Newland's like, 
what did I do? Because <laughs> clinic looks like, I know, when you first look at clinic, it looks like clinic. Come on, people. If you're going to try and cancel somebody, make sure you get the right sponsors ready. Don't just don't just try to cancel somebody for the cancel. You ain't canceling the clinic. That hurts to stay. I hope they yeah. kick ass at Silver State. Um, all right. Uh, it, it was, it was. It, yeah. And also, was uh, I did I did see a few comments saying that they're going to, you know, fight the Killicks or like steal no, no. stuff or kick, kill, like key their car. All that type of shit, you're much worse than the offense. Okay. So of that, that is definitely not, I absolutely hate to see that stuff. So if you feel um, a sting in your heart of commenting shit like, you know, revenge on Killix in, in when they come to Silver State, please uh, think again. I think they're having a blast at Silver State. Uh, and if oh, last I, I checked, so Borak was like what? Uh top one in the top fifth or six in e buggy seat. Uh good luck to the Killex. Uh that brings us up to we're gonna now look. I know a lot of people out there listening probably saying, Oh, Lefty, you're being biased towards the Killex. No, I think it was wrong. Right? I think it was wrong. They shouldn't have done it. I get why Coelho is pissed off, but it doesn't stop me from liking them. And there goes Max's camera. Put up your avatar, good buddy. Um, and that's it. They're young, they'll learn from it, and hopefully they learn from it. Bruno, X-Ray, guilty of very similar things. Not maybe Bruno hurling up people, but taking out people and yeah, all that type of stuff. So it's not like we're talking about two angels here. And I think, Bruno, this is eight-scale racing, and if you hit people, people going to hit you back. And yeah. not only that, the Killix now have a big bullseye on their on the back, and I think any X-Ray driver is going to take them yeah. out. Yeah, but I think, I think actually, because obviously we too like we are here for entertainment you know that's right. that's what we do here but like for Ephra, i think there should be you know yeah, there absolutely. should be like there should be some sort of because this was an unofficial but it was still an Ephra euro but they say this has happened okay? before with the Kilix too but this has happened before an rc period oh yeah and it's it's but i think there should definitely be like at least some sort of contact with Burak Mm-hmm. of the situation because this is definitely not fine and and also that rule change about it and I think that rule I brought up that should be really emphasized by EFRA maybe a statement or something that this is an actual rule that they will enforce and I do think that Burak definitely deserves well an official warning perhaps because this is not an EFRA sanctioned event but some sort of warning for this because this is not going to be allowed, or oh, at yeah. least it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be anywhere in RC. And I think I if you don't, because the, here's the thing: if ever don't take a stance on this, it's, it's just like keep happening. Happening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Keep I agree. I agree. I agree with you there. Yeah, as much as I love the Kilix, I, I agree with you there. Uh, Max, I think we're gonna touch on Silver State, and we have a rant. We're actually gonna use the JQ Racing rant song that we haven't used in a long time because this rant is kind of special, and I kind of feel that it's like inner jq coming up but before we do that we're going to thank you to techno rc for all the continued support we're going to have a quick what we're going to do is make our predictions for silver state take a look we're going to say what we like about the track and then go on all right techno rc techno rc techno rc is a premium manufacturer specializing in eighth and tenth scale high performance off-road rc buggies and trucks Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, 
excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Thank you to Techno RC for all the continuous work. Will we see Ryan Mayfield or one of the other Techno drivers take home some wins or take home that prestigious Nitro Buggy win at the Silver State 2023? And that is what we're going to talk about real quick before we go on to our JQ Racing rant. As we speak right now, the Silver State race is going on. Immense amounts of entries. Uh, it's 77 heats or something like that. Today is E-Buggy and Truggy qualifying as we're recording Thursday. By the time this comes out, they'll be on... Um, on buggy qualifying, which is always why I like Joey's races on this side because he splits up these two days, so it doesn't make it as long, makes it a longer race to attend, but makes the qualifying and stuff uh, much faster, go by faster. Uh, Max, have you had a chance to look at the track? It's bigger than last year. They actually went out. So if you see to the left of the track, maybe we should pull it up when you get a chance. If you if you go to the left of the track, right? Maybe we'll put up some of the live coverage while we're doing this. Uh, as you go to the left of the track, that was staging last year. And that was actually where um, I pitted the first year I went there. No, speaking of Walker Spinrad, he's in this race. By the way, Walker Spinrad does not live in California anymore. He lives in South Carolina. Just wanted you to know that. Um, oh, he so does? Let's, yeah, let's bring up, because this is actually Isn't live. Isn't he used to racing? Yeah, yeah, but he's moved to South Carolina. Uh, so, uh, hold on. So, basically... Oh, no, that's not it. Um, the Silver State's going on. As we know, this is one of those races. It's at a, it's at the hotel. I've been to this race twice. It's one of the most convenient races you ever want to go to. If you, I, I, I always say to people, this is a race that I think if you're an international traveler, you should, um, you should go to it because you don't need, like you don't need a, a rental car or anything. You, everything's in the, in the hotel that you need. So it's very convenient on that side of things. Uh, I, like I said, I've been twice. I went last year. I've had enjoyed myself the two times that I've been. Um, they have fifth scale racing as well. So they made the track bigger this year to the left, which is good. I actually like the track. I, I mean, what, this is not the easiest dirt to work with. It's very fine. It's very thin. Right now, we're watching Truggy qualifying heat three. I think that's Mayfield out front. Yeah, that's yeah, Mayfield. Yeah. So this Actually, part of the track is all new. Like they didn't like this yeah. part of the track. You we pitted there one year, and this is where staging was. So they have made it bigger. I give kudos to Joey and his crew. Uh uh. She just froze. Uh for making it bigger. I I mean, it's this track also gets blown out. So you can't have too many big stupid jumps. Uh, but I like it. And here we see Mayfield ripping right now in his techno truck. What do you think about the track, Max? Yeah, so actually, um, I do think it's really sweet. Like, I do like it bigger because I always felt that the track at Silver State was, like, kind of small, you know, mm-hmm. because it was a lot smaller before. So I don't know. I oh, I cool. wish, yeah, they switched to Tebow. So I I am not sure if they could do anything to the dirt, but I think that's kind of the only downside of the Silver State. No, they can't do so anything dust. to the dirt. They can't yeah. do anything to the dirt. Just besides yeah. water it. Um, and I, I like the track. Obviously, it's high entrance there. It's eleven hundred and twenty five, four hundred and twenty six people. Uh, so this this is a very popular race. Easy for people around the world to get to. Uh, we have a big strong Australian contingent up there. We have. 
uh, people that were Lasher. We have the the Australian that we're waiting to see. Alexander Bernard Zach is there. Obviously, Dakota Fend is in great form. Mayfield's looking to do some damage. This man right here, Tebow, he's always had good luck at this race. He's looking to do better. And then, of course, we have the Killicks are there. Y'all figure radio's looking fast right off the Y'all was looking fast. Y'all's been impressive at the last two uh, USA races. Yeah, I think Kyosho as a car definitely likes low grip and bumpy. Uh, and also, you know, that's like one funny thing I always come up to is like, Kanai always tests a track that are so freaking blown out, low speed, pretty much everything that Joey's tracks generally are these days, you know, very bumpy, low speed. And uh, yeah, I think that's really what's helped you are. And on top of that, he's always been really good at, at uh, really bumpy tracks. So I think, I think he might actually, you know, surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. At the, I mean, he made the main already at DNC, but here I, I bet he could, Finishing a top five or something. Even. No, possibly, I, I, I possibly. So, there's Nicola. What's up, Nicola? Shout out to Nicola for all the support with Hot Race. Uh, he's not coming to to IBC, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I, I look forward to watching the mains this weekend. Uh, let's make... I mean, we can't really talk more about this because we have to wait for the race to happen. But yeah, let's go over some picks and who we think will do well. Uh, we're just going to focus on Nitro Buggy. <clears throat> Man, I don't know. I, you know what, man? I think I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'm doing it. I'm getting fuller, man. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's it's so hard these days making picks for like okay. these Joey races because there's so few. Like there's not a lot of practice. I mean, this race is better than DNC this this year, but it's really like it's almost a gamble. You know, you have no idea. Uh, so you're not going on Leon? Uh, I'm going with Fuller. I think the Killicks are going to do well. But deep down, I think Fan's going to win this. Or Mayfield. Yeah, I'm... Tasman, maybe. It's hard, really hard to say now. Because if it was a year ago, i just say like Mayfield, like easy. I, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think Fan's just on such great form right now. It's going to be hard to beat yeah. But then again, this has been his sort of weak point for the past two or three years. Mm. So it's like he made the C one year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, it's not that. I mean, look, people got to beat him. But I like to see have, somebody different win for a change here at some point. Maybe I like to see first, Tebow do well. I like to see Tebow win. I like to see him. We have, we have seeding points, right? Uh, we do for e-buggy. Not, not to buggy. No, um, they don't do buggy till. Oh, seating, seating, seating. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so it should be seating. Rivkin was. I don't know how they do this again. Let's see. Rivkin, Figueroa, Fuller, Berkan, Mayfield, Bornhorst, Caden, uh, Tesman. That's Nitro Buggy? Ardondo. Yeah, Nitro Buggy. That's. What is this? Is this first or second run of seating? Dude, like it's freaking. I, I don't know. It's really weird. They don't have like overall. Um, oh, because you got to go to best two laps. You go to a, like a little dot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I know, I know, I know. Click that, but they don't have because they have round two and round one separate. All right, I don't have overall seeding. I see what yeah, you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. But Rivkin actually 
has been Looking really good, good right. when it's yeah because the thing is like um i remember tnr race very well because i yes. was chatting with yes. chris morale and yes the issue was that that was like really weirdly slippery and same thing with uh with uh dnc actually in the end and um well for some reason Rivkin didn't do well at dnc but he did really well at thunder rally and i think he's been looking very solid very when it's solid. like low low grip and bumpy he's been looking really good they have associated have this prototype chassis where they have moved everything back 10 millimeters so mm-hmm. they have the engine the radio tray everything pretty much on their car is moved 10 millimeters back so hard to say how it would work at this track but it's slow speed so i'd, I'd imagine it'd be pretty decent so i actually i'm Hey, I'm not gonna a pick. pick. Rivkin's a good Rivkin, pick. Rivkin is a good pick, but I'm not gonna pick him for the win. I'm gonna go with Mayfield because he just he just he's just good. Really? You know, I mean, I yeah. can't I can't blame you for that. I can't. Yeah. And he has a point to prove too. Yeah. And also, yeah. let if we look at past results, we remember Tebow teaching this. We remember Seth Mandalin teaching this race, both with the techno. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And no, I don't that's, think Seth, Seth did. Well, he DNC maybe he 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 TQ'd at least a round because you remember that one year when Seth and Tebow were the top favorites. You know, he they were they were one and two after qualifying. I believe I I'm, I'm, I'm my memory. I do believe you're correct. Yeah. And that was the year when Mayfield stepped on his stick on Eva Gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. That was 2022. So, so this is stepped on his. This penis. is this is kind of the perfect like the reason why i was hesitant to pick mayfield is because he hasn't like apart from dnc he hasn't been looking too confident this year but the thing is this is kind of the ultimate track for techno it's very bumpy the long arms help with that it's low grip they don't have issues with the narrow um pivot with they their car generates quite a bit of grip and it's not probably going to be too nervous because it's low speed. So I think actually Mayfield is going to be my favorite to win this. So I'm going to pick him. I'm just going to okay. pick Mayfield. Okay. I'm going to go with... It's hard to big pick between Berkan or Burak, but I'm going to go with Berkan second. Uh, Whoa! And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, that's my dark horse pick, okay? And then I'm gonna go with um, Fuller third. He's a solid pick for third. Whoa! I'm gonna, you have I'm gonna go with him there, buddy. Yeah, Fend, Fend, most likely in top five, but not making a podium this weekend. Okay, okay. I I think it's gonna be hard to be Fend. Um, I think Killix and the top uh, in the main, both of them. Um. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I hope anyway. Yeah. I, I I think y'all is in the main. But I still think Fend, man. I, but I, I, part of me kind of seems like I know I say this every didn't race. You, didn't you already pick Fuller? Yes, I am picking Fuller. But like in my like deep down, I kind of can't discount Fend. Does that make sense? I understand it, but he this hasn't been his strong race. You know, this yeah, is kind of he's got a point to prove too. Race. Like I want, I was like, I need to beat everybody. Maybe. Maybe. But um, I kind of see somebody solid. different, man. I would like to see somebody different. To be honest, yeah. Fen did look solid at DNC, so he could. This could be sort of his, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. back to this mm-hmm. pace he had when 
Boots one, I guess it was 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the year when Fenn was leading and then hit the pit lane. Hey, man. I I mean, I would love for the Killicks and <laughs> to win, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. They're but, not going to win, but yeah. I, I, I'm going to pick Berkan to second. You know? Okay. He's... Okay. Because the Kilic are really good when it's like this, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, it, but I still think like, it's just going to be hard to beat Fenn, Mayfield, Fuller. We're going to see the two brothers yeah. go at it. I mean, if I hope Caden makes it up there too. But it's also we got two sets I mean, of brothers at this. Caden yeah. was seeding round two in pro buggy. Caden uh, was sixth. Okay. Oh no, seventh. So I mean, Caden's right up there. Man, I tell you, man, don't be surprised that y'all Figueredo, man. I would not sleep on him. But okay, listen to this. So Fend was um, 12th in second round seeding. Okay, well, we're not talking about practice. Wait, Marufalo is here too? Marufalo is there too. He he didn't do well in practice. Savoya is there too. Savoya is traveling to a lot of races. A lot of races, a lot of races. Yeah. Well, I think Savoya's going to IBC too. So Jal goes back and Barufalo. They all go back yeah. and they're gonna be and they just raced last weekend. Barufalo was at the warm-up too. Um hard race to call, but hard to hard to not pick Fend or Mayfield for this one, I would say. I don't know. I I, I don't know I don't know why why you're so hyped on Fend on this race. Like I mean, I I, I, I just don't I think Fend's on just that like he's just confident. Like when I mean, you're confident like that. And your package and everything's good, like good, like it is. I'm okay. telling you, man. You see him at these races because I'm seeing him at races, right? So I got to see him. The guy does not look stressed. He does not look stressed at all. It's like I'm here and I'm here to win. That's how I look. But I really would like to see okay. the Fullers do well, and I would like to see some of the European guys. I want to see the kid Barnard Zach do well. That's what I want to see. Yeah, him too. But here's the thing: why I'm so skeptical of Fend. Um, Oh my he, gosh! Harry is going to be messaging me next no, week. No, no, no. It's not. It's not actually bad. But I see him as a racer who is like, he's like, he is determined by his pace. You know, if he isn't the fastest guy, he rarely wins. You know, Mayfield is the opposite. He is the guy who clutches a win. You know, I would agree. I would agree there. So. Fend is kind of the guy that when he's comfortable, he's unbeatable, you know? But Mayfield's the type of the guy that even on a bad day, he might just win, you know? But but Fend is like, he feels comfortable, you know, very often. And that's why he is so good. It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard. Okay, we'll do this. To all our listeners, in the comments, pick your top three. There we go. Put it in the YouTube comments and the Facebook comments if you listen to this. All right, Max. What what Figueredo is fast. So I just checked. I just checked top five lap average. Figueredo was in the top three in both uh, seeding rounds, and in top two consecutive laps, Figueredo was also in the top three. And that is the only driver who did that in both rounds. Both Kilich brothers are up there, um, and Rivkin is up there. Tesman is up there. Fend is actually up there as well. So, yeah, Mayfield. Did I pick Mayfield for the win? Can I change? You did. Nope, you can't change. I'm going to change. No, I'm going to change. literally just said you can't change. Uh, Mayfield wins. Uh, Who did I pick? Berkan second and uh, 
Dude, I, I have to change Perkan. I, 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 can I pick Figueredo? Okay, you can pick Figueredo. The, the, thing, the thing is, like, I like facts. And when I see, I look at lap times and I see someone being fast, I'm like, hey, I believe in you, you know? And Figueredo, I don't like facts at all. I like feelings. Yeah, I, do I don't like, like facts, feelings. But I like feelings when it comes to racing. But Figueredo is, if you look at the current, you know, current, you know, um, what you call it? Time. Results. Current times and results, Figueredo seems like the strongest one. I agree. I, I told okay. you he was fast. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets so, top three. Wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'm going to – but he's bad in mains, though. So, actually, I'm going to change back. I'm going to go with Mayfield, Berkan, and uh, Fuller, Mason. Okay. I am going Fuller, Fen Mayfield. Sorry. Fuller fan Mayfield. And in my top but five, I, get... I have one of the Killicks. No, no, which one? Can I can I just pick a Killick brother for a second? No. Dang. I mean, that's hard. To... This... <laughs> but on, here's man. the Make thing. Make a decision and stick to it. He, here's the thing, though. No one's next podcast, no one's going to remember that I picked Berkman. So if it's one Killich in second, I can just say, I picked him for second. You know, no one's gonna make. I a will difference. remember that you picked Berkman. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Tell us who you I guys mean, are picking. Gonna, out. Huh? We're gonna be wrong anyway. You remember that one year I picked Testman out of nowhere to win PMP, and then he fucking did. He did. You know, that was my, that was my highlight of my pickings. But <laughs> since then, well, actually, I did. I did pick Mayfield for all the other races, and he did win all the other races that year. So. I can't but, wait. Yeah. We'll get to see the we'll get to see the top twenty-five rankings as well as the yeah, uh, that's true. American top twenty-five rankings after this. All right, uh, let us know who you guys are picking for the win. We're gonna go on to sorry, your top three. Let us know in the YouTube comments or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, don't forget to also hit that sub notification, like or dislike button. Leave a comment, and if you are listening to this on the audio platform, please leave a review. And if you really can, give us a share. Uh, Max, we have a little rant. Uh, I started some shit, and we're gonna talk about it. And it's so it's like this is like where we have to bring up the JQ Racing Rant uh, intro. Yeah, we are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. We haven't had a JQ racing round in quite some time, but we have one this week and it kind of stems from silver state and a post that I made yesterday. And I waited about this, making this post and I debated about making this post and I knew people would think it's about the entries and all this stuff, but it's not. So yesterday I made a post saying that one, 1,125, whatever the number is at the entry count at silver state, which I have no issue with whatsoever is the new 900. So people might ask, what are you talking about, Lefty? So last week when I was sitting off in Florida, uh, I, you know, you get this post and you see, oh, Silver State's now capped at 900. I'm like, what? We're, we're a week out from this race and it's being capped at 900. Something just didn't sit right with me. Like, what is this about? Like, this race had 1,100 entries last year almost. Why would they cap it? I you know, 
it did do it it processed the entrance last year. So we, I was sitting around. I just I couldn't figure it out. And the only thing that kept sticking to my mind was, and I don't know if this is true or not, is that they capped it so they could get people to go out there, sign up, who are sign up and pay. I get I get that they need to get people to pay. I don't know if this was the case, if they needed people to pay or whatever. But I just found this was odd, like that they capped it at 900. Well, anyway, go lo and behold, they go over the cap, the, the you know, that 1125 entries, which is I have no fucking, no fucking problem with that, right? No problem. But I do kind of have a problem with putting up what I call up. And now that whole 900 cap post is gone. It's gone. It disappeared. Luckily, screenshots last forever. Um, And I just thought that this was not cool. Like, I thought this was shady as fuck. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, I felt, this is how I felt. I felt like they, they put the cap to get people to rush out and pay thinking that they weren't going to get the cap. They weren't going to get in for the race, right? So they could generate some extra funds. I don't know why. I don't know why they did it like this. I know you have to get people to pay and all this type of stuff, but I just I just think it, I thought it was shady. And I thought, and now the post is gone? That just sends up red flags to me. I have no issue that they went over. If, if you wanted to cap the race, right, why not cap it at 1,500? Say, hey, what, or 1,200. 1,200 is the cutoff. Why? Because People see 1,200 and say, oh, that's what it was about last year. They're not going to get to have, I still have time. But when you put it at 900, people rush out and say, oh, let me hurry up and sign up. How do you make something more valuable? By limiting it, by saying it's going to be limited. It makes it more valuable. And to me, that's what I think they did at this. Now, is it is it is it wor- the worst thing in the world? Is it anything like that? No, it's not. But I think it's misleading. And I think it's dishonest. That's my honest, If if why they did it. And I feel that way. I don't give a fuck that they went over the cap. I don't give a fuck. I knew that was going to happen anyway. What I give a fuck about is misleading people that you're going to have a cap and you're never really going to have it. Are you there, Max? I'm here. Here's the thing. I think what you're doing, you just put a aluminum foil hat on, you know, look at the sky. And you see a huge conspiracy with this. You know what I think actually happened? Joe is having a beer. And he was like, holy shit. I don't know if we have enough time. You know, like we're going to go all night with this. You know, there's, you know, you, there's curfews and shit. You know, there's you no curfew. Okay. Curfew gone. He was like having a beer thinking like, what the fuck do we do? Like. I don't know. I'll just post on Facebook, like, hey, like we're, we're going to cap it. And then he was thinking to himself, like, oh, my God, like, where should we cap it? And he's like, well, 900 is an even number, you know. That's a nice one. So he's like, let's put it at 900. Everyone can run three classes. We got 300 people. And then he posted it. And then everyone fucking signed up. And he was like, oh, shit, what do I do now? Like, I kind of want the money. Like, what is it like? Yeah, that's that's twenty k extra money. Should I take it? Should I not take it? You know, and obviously he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take it." And what he did, he deleted it, post. That's it. And then you come there, stirring shit, writing on the wall. There's some fucking conspiracy. And all what happened was Joey at his home was drinking a beer and thinking some thoughts. You know. Okay, so if you believe that. I have some 
waterfront property in the desert to sell you. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's look. I don't think it's as conspiracy as a tin hat thing because let me tell you something. I had several people message me after that post and say the exact same thing because the, everybody that I talked to thought that it was odd and they thought he did it to jack up and, and do this. He damn well knows that it's not going to be, it's going to be more than 900 people, 900. Oh shit. I must said people 900 entries, right? He knows it. If you're going to cap it, cap it at 1200. So here's something that I, I, I'm telling you, man, I have many, but I, when I post that a few people was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. That's exactly how I felt. Everyone that I was with and saw that post exactly felt the same way. Hey, I don't know why he did it. I don't really, I don't know. I don't know, but this is what I feel. And a lot of people do feel like that. It's over. It's done. It doesn't matter. He still got his, he still got his interest. My post is not about his interest. I don't care. I understand that he has to make the money to pay. I, I'm sure that this race is expensive. I know he has to make his money. And the point of this is to make money, right? I have no issue with that. None whatsoever. So it's not about that. It's nothing about that. But I don't like the misleading part. And I think that was that was dishonest. Or I think that was, I was just say dishonest. I think it was shady, right? I think it was shady. Yeah. And look, Joey has this race. He don't need to do stuff like that. This race is going to be, like, we all know people don't pay for races right away. They're not going to pay right away. They're going to pay when they get there, right? There might be people that decide to come on the day, like that live in Vegas or whatever. But I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt like this because many people messaged me and said, yep, Keenan, that's exactly what I thought. And this is no disrespect to Joey. This is no disrespect to the race. This has nothing to do with none of that stuff. It's called, hey, man, I thought that was misleading, a misleading business practice. Because you, if, if, if you're going to cap it, you know last year. You, so one thing I give Dave respect for at PNB this year, right? So PNB had last year had that thousand plus entrance and they had to go to the two qualifiers, right? This year, you know what Dave done? He capped it at 1200. It had a cap like on the, on the, um, he didn't announce it, but it had a cap 1200 on the like sign up because that was the number that they had to cut it off with. They said 1200 is the most we can have, right? He also advertised two qualifiers. So people knew could, coming into it that it wasn't going to be three qualifiers, it was going to be two qualifiers. So they made the decision. And you know what? He got a hundred and something less entries this year because of that. So he lost on the long run, but at least he was honest. And that's why yeah. I, I think that this happened because they knew that, it, that look, obviously they're probably going, I don't know how many qualifiers are they set to have today. Um, I don't know. I, I get it. Like getting through all those people. It's hard. I, I get it. But if you want the entrance, that's what's going to happen. You got to put in the work. And if people, people can complain about not getting runtime and all that type of stuff, I'm fine with that. But you know, going in that there's 1,000 entrants at this race. So how can yeah. you complain about that? So <clears throat> I'm just saying, while I don't, I don't really care too much, I don't care about the entrance. I know a lot of people's like, oh, yeah, just pissing a man on about. I, look, I don't care. The man needs to make his money. It could be 2,000 entries at this race. I do not care. Well, I just don't like, like, I just thought that was shady. If it sends up red flags, it's, if it's, if, like, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's got to be a duck. Right? Yeah. But I just could yeah. not see the reasoning for doing that. Maybe what you said was true. Maybe, but I just don't see that. I, and then why delete the post? Why do all of that stuff? Well, because no. he, he mm -mm. saw it was mm -mm. a I think, I, okay, mm -mm. here's the thing. I don't think he was like, oh, this is the way I'm going to get more money or more people to sign up. 
I think he was just like, hey, we should cap it for. I don't think it was reason. about getting more money. Yeah, but I I think I he don't just think it was about getting it, more money. I think it was about yeah. getting an influx of money in, real quick. Maybe, but I don't know. But it, I just but think that's he, that's his, the, he didn't but if, think if you if you need that if you need to do that. Don't do it like that. Say, hey, guys, we need you to come out. We need you to sign up. If you don't sign up, uh, we can't guarantee you a pit spot or something like that. And that's and that should be, that's how it should be from the get-go. Hey, yeah, if you sign up I, early, you get a pit stop or what pit spot or yeah. whatever. But I think but don't, I think don't put a I fake think he cap. just didn't. I think he just didn't really? think it through. No, but I it's I don't think I don't think he was like, oh, like we want people to sign up and that's what we're gonna do with it. So you I do think that. Was, so if so hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're gonna cap a race. You don't cap it the week before the race is supposed to happen. I think I think what he thought was he wanted to get like two practice rounds and you know end every day at eight, and then somebody said, "Hey, whatever the time is like, just an example, like." And then somebody said, "Hey, we can't have more than this many people," and then he was like, "Shit, should we cap it?" And then he just made the post and capped it, and then he realized we got fucking two hundred more entries. And then he was like, oh, well, I'll take the money, you know? No, no, he should take the money. He should take the money. But I just think that I don't think it was about getting more interest. I think it was about getting something real quick. I might I, be wrong. I, I, I just, could be wrong. I don't know. I just, I, if that's my gut feeling. As soon as I saw that post, I'm like, this this race is capped a week before it's. You cap a race when you start it, right? When you say, oh, this race is going to be capped. This race is going to be capped on 1,000 entries. That's all. You do that from the beginning. That's how I say it. You don't do it a week out. And if people don't think something's wrong and shady with that, uh, you guys, you you guys need to put on the tinfoil hats. You need a tin hat, Max. You need a tinfoil hat. No, but here's the thing. I just think he didn't think it through. Like he maybe, had some maybe, silly maybe. idea. Like, hey, I want I want the days to last this long. But, but we, also, all of a sudden, said, the computer breaks. The, the the website breaks down. Come on, we've heard this before. I don't know. I just don't see him. I don't see Joey as a guy who was like, oh, I need money fast. So I'm going to lure like hundreds of people to give me money now because I were going to give him money anyway. They want to give him money anyway. Yeah, I don't. They were going to give it to him anyway. Yeah. These people were going no matter what. That's why I don't think like it was a huge like 3D chess play of Joey to do that. (laughs) I think I think he was just like he got in his mind that for some reason they needed not more than 900 entries, and then he realized that holy shit we have a fucking thousand and a hundred entries, and then he was like, well I just just gotta cancel, you know? Okay, all right. And one one fun fact is there's hundred more entries this year, but almost the exact amount of only 22 more people. Yeah. So that's not yeah, the right way, growing. guys. That's the but, wrong way, guys. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I will reiterate. I have nothing against the entry count. I have. I understand that this is an expensive race. He has to make his money. I understand that the higher the interest go, the more less runtime you get. And I think everybody that attends this race knows that too. So I'm not worried about that. But I just didn't. I just, hey, man, when I saw that, it set off red flags for me, and not just me, many others, and. I think that's not. I think I don't think that's right. If that that was, we'll never know because there'll never be a minute. But I find it very funny that people have been commenting on my my poster that are at the race and they they all don't. I I blatantly put. Let me reiterate, my problem is not with the number of entries. My problem is what 
what happened last week with the cap and all that stuff. That's it. I think it was a fake cap to get an influx of money. Probably needed to pay something. I don't know. Could be wrong. And he got it. And then it's like, okay, we're going back to where we got as many entrances as possible. Nothing. It's nothing wrong with having as many entrances as possible, but it's something wrong with misleading people that you think you're not going to get in. That's what I like. I just, I, I just think that's so far. I like you think it's, dude. This is RC. There's nothing that would surprise me that happens in RC. Really, not one thing, dude. I'm hard crazy think, stuff. I think, I think you you keep Joey at a too high of a level here. He, there's no if way they would have done something like this. If I, I talk, I talk to no, if Dave would have done something Dave, like this, people would have crucified him. I here's the thing. I see Dave as a smart businessman, you know? I see Joey as a fucking dude who likes building RC tracks and hanging out with his friends. You know? That's the thing. If Dave did this, I would actually believe, because Dave's a smart guy, you know? I have, I know, and he knows what he's doing, you know? That's why I try to, you know, force him to do the things I want, because I know he understands it. He just... I don't know, man. It just feels shady to me. It just feels shady. It's not... I don't think it's like the end of the world. I just think it's shady. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I do agree. One thing One thing you said about PMB is that I don't think he got less entries this year because he said there's going to be two qualifiers. I think he got less entries because last year it went to two qualifiers. Right, but this I, year... I don't, think, I don't think the issue of getting less entries was that he was being honest. It was that because of the entry count, he went to... Uh, two qualifiers. So last year, they were proportionally too many people. And they wouldn't have showed up this year because they knew, know from last year that it goes to two qualifiers. Right. I agree with that. But he at least yeah. he advertised that you're early, there's going to be two qualifiers. Okay? I know. That's, but I don't, that's uh, yeah. the first thing. Uh, yeah. The only thing I wanted to say that I don't think in the long run it's hurting your business, to be honest. Okay? That's my, my cool. take on it. I could be completely wrong and you could be right. We will never know the answer. But I will tell you this. I am not the only one that thought this. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, anyway... It doesn't matter. He's made his money. I, Joey needs to yeah. make his money. All the work that is put in there. Well, you know what he can do? He can hire. Yeah. He can hire two. He can hire people to water instead of offering free entrance for people to water. There we go. Um, that was silly. Hey, you want to volunteer to water? We we'll give you free entrance. Yeah, I got to water the track all weekend for like a hundred bucks. When you do, yeah. you at least hey, one thing I'll say about Dave, he pays all his people that come to work. Yeah, I I think like like toothless Tom watering the track at DNC shit <laughs> like that. Like I gotta say, that's not that's not the type of events like Dave would ever put. So that's one. No, thing. but Dave has his water has his watering crew. He has all them guys who yeah, do. Yeah, I know. That's and what, Dave that's pays what I'm all saying. his guys to do. And I'm not saying that Joey doesn't pay his guys, but you saw the air. Uh, hey, we need a couple of guys to 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 water. Hey man, yeah. go out and pay somebody to water. It's important. Like, but yeah. they don't really realize is that important is that anyway. Anyway, that doesn't take that. I think I'm not gonna enjoy the race. <clears throat> I am. I'm happy that it's going on. I'm happy that it has a level of competition going on there. I'm happy that it's making his money because we want to see the race continue. I just felt it was shady. That's it. Nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm probably not well. I wasn't welcome at his races prior. I wasn't very much welcome at his races prior to this. Probably not welcome now. And a lot of people ask me why I didn't go Silver State this year. I could have went Silver State. I chose not to. Not because I don't. I just didn't want to go this year. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. It wasn't on my... I didn't... <clears throat> I wasn't planning. I've been twice. I enjoyed it. 
the whole thing, I'm not a gambler. I'm not, I'm not a partier. I'm not all that stuff. So the whole thing of Vegas doesn't appeal to me. That's fine. I go there for the RC race. I just not, I didn't want to go this year. Probably never going to be able to go. So that's fine with me. I don't care about the entrance. I don't care about any of that stuff, but I care about misleading people. And I felt that was misleading. Yeah. That's well, all. Yeah. And actually, like, I do agree what he did was shitty. I just don't think he did okay. it, the whole conspiracy shit. <laughs> you think he just did it because it was just. He just yeah, I think, was, I think okay. he was just fucking careless. And well, ended you know up what? I always, heard, I always heard JQ and Nagani say the same thing. Once Joe's got your money, that's it. And I always thought they were just hard on him, hard on him. But after this year and some of these stories I heard from DNC, I have to believe it. Yeah. And after this, I have to believe it. No, don't take me, don't take me wrong. He puts on the, he has two of the most prestigious events in the world. In not wrong with that. Not wrong. I have, I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not taking that away from him at all. And he's built, he's built, he's built that prestige over the many years that he's done this. But I felt that this, should have just been handled better. That's my that's my thinking on this. Yeah. Anyway, I know a lot of people may not agree with me. May agree with Max. You may think we are we're all crazy. You may think we're picking on Joey, but that's not the case. I just see something, and I think that if I, if it sends out red flags to me, it's got. It's, it's I'm just been I'm been doing this for too long. Now, then I'm involved in this industry for a little bit too long now to not think this way. And I, nothing in this industry surprises me. Not one thing. Not one thing. This is a normal business. This is different. RC is different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Max, you know what? We forgot to do our hot laps, and we're going to do them real quick. I have three questions for you. This is the Hot Race Hot Lap segment brought to you by Hot Race Tires. We don't have a video for this, but we do have a nice hat. Thank you to Nicola for all the support. And Max, the first thing I have to ask you about Hot Race Hot Laps is Philippine Masters. Cool track. Um, three words, three words. Okay, I'll let you go over three words now. Hot, Fuck. yeah, hot and humid. Well, it is the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, David Davide Ongaro closing in on goat. Okay, uh, IBC next week. Um, Probably biggest race in Europe this year. Okay, it's gonna be uh, gonna be like the European Talent Showdown. Okay, that's your three words. Silver State twenty twenty three. Interesting. Okay, I have nothing okay. else. All right, all right. So ask me a few, and then we'll go. You don't have um, any for me. I do have actually. Okay. Uh, favorite off road surface. You gotta name three qualities. Uh oh, three qualities? I don't yeah. know, man. I or like, off-road track. No. I was gonna just name a track that I like. I don't know if I can name the qualities. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I like I like that southeast clay. I do like that too. I like That's that southeast clay and the way the tracks come out there. Um <laughs> yellow or white wheels. Black wheels. Black wheels? Wow, you're crazy. Um I was gonna ask you e chuggy or nitro chuggy, but I know he's gonna go e chuggy. You know. Uh, in this case, I definitely am picking e chuggy. Yeah. Biff uh, nitro buggy sounds. Wing wing. Should I? Ha- I should have one more. You should. 
Uh, one race you want to go to this year that you don't know that you're going to yet? I like to go to the Euros. Euros? Yeah. Okay. How about 10 scale worlds? I would love to go to the 10 scale worlds. Yeah, that would be nice. I would love to go. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't uh have anything pre- planned, so that yeah, was, that's the whole, I didn't plan anything either. But thank you to Hot Race uh, Tires for all their support. They just joined us as a sponsor. We greatly appreciate it. Max, thank you for all your time. We had a good time catching up here for two hours and 40 minutes. Thank you all that support the NNRC that came up and showed, uh, uh, showed me some love on my tour. Thank you to Lance and Danny for getting me there. Thank you to the, to the Florida RC community and the entire Southeast community that uh, I really enjoy going to the Southeast I got to see a different part of it up there in beautiful Tiger, Georgia. It was absolutely beautiful, I must admit. Um, and just thank you to everybody around the world that shows us some love. Uh, congratulations to everybody in the, that pulled out the Philippine Masters. Good luck to everybody at Silver State. We're looking forward to seeing that. I look forward to seeing and meeting new people over there in Portugal next week. Uh, hopefully, Coelho won't be too mad at me. And, um, even though I understand why he's angry. Uh yeah. Shout out to everybody that supports us, man. We we really can't do this without you guys. Everybody out there rocking our decals, rocking our shirts, man. Honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, I, I still am very humbled by these experiences. And uh, it means a lot to me. And honestly, we can't do this without you. So thank you to everybody out there. It helps us. And I mean that. I, I truly do mean that. Thank you to BJ for all his help with the notes. Go, they're going pretty good. Uh, I know he's going to be geeking out on silver state check out his gofundme and this it will be in the link of the written description shout out to the nnrc patrons thank you guys for all the support you guys get early release of this podcast also to the youtube members and thank you to all of these awesome sponsors that do support the podcast they are invisible speed high tech rc sampanal usa sidewinder fuel mayako uh beach rc hot race tires Side, uh, sorry, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, uh, shout out to WRCE, House of RC, shout out to our drivers, David Ronafog, Jared Tebow, Robert Betty, and Alexander Hagberg. You all out there that listen, have a safe weekend. If you're at Vegas, drink water, not just alcohol, because you know, it's hot out there. And, um, make sure you get properly hydrated with alcohol and properly hydrated with water. Have a good time. We look forward to watching the racing. Good luck to everybody. Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Max, you got anything to say before we sign out, good buddy? Um, join the Discord and ask me questions there. I enjoy them. There we go. Join the NNRC Discord, which I'm surprised hasn't been shut down. And um, yeah, hey, we love RC. We geek out on this stuff. We thank you for the support. Lefty and Max, we're out. We're done. See you later. Goodbye. Virtual salute by Max.